Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast with Jason and Mike. I'm Jason. I'm Mike. And we're coming to you from the Pud Cave, located in Game Swap in beautiful downtown Lincoln in the great state of North Carolina. Mike, brother, what we got going on today? Dude, I'm telling you what, this is going to be probably one of my favorite episodes of all. Uh, uh, ever, ever. Yeah. Possibly the most controversial episode of all time, because, Mike, brother, we got somebody extremely, extremely special in the uh, Pud Cave today. Absolutely. But before we get to that, yeah, all right. yeah. it's been, been one of those weeks. We've had a pretty good week, bro. Well, okay, you say that. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you have. I've had a pretty decent right. week, man. Compared to last week, it's been a lot better. Uh, You know, it's about, it's about the same over on this side. Got any more scooters in? Oh, my God. Oh, you were here for for the one scooter. Oh, the guy tried to pawn the watch off yesterday? Yeah. Oh, man, that guy wasn't on meth or nothing, was he? No. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> hey, man, y'all need a watch? No, my fucking game store. It's a game store, man. <laughs> not a fucking watch store. Yeah, it's not a watch store, sir. He tried to argue a little bit. but A little bit. A little bit. bit. He looked like, he just, like he was desperate, man. Hey, well, he said he, I just had a car accident, man. I need to. He was bandaged the fuck up, too, dude. He had all kinds of shit on. <laughs> For real. It was in certain places, though, so I'm not sure about the well, whole. I saw the arm. Yeah. You know, well, you know. like you had a little punch wound in the arm. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, you know. We sent him up to the jury store. Yeah, we, we, sorry about that. Oh, yeah, sorry man. about that, Tom. Well, I hope them motherfuckers don't know we did that yeah. shit, man. Get it's a good watch. It's a good price. <laughs> you know, what it, can it you say? It's like a nice watch. I ain't going to buy man. Yeah. I, I bought that motherfucker. Well, I just didn't want to have it in my possession. No, no, no. I ain't going to put that shit on Facebook or nothing. But uh. <laughs> No. No. But uh, here's something else that happened this week. And this, this is not even to me. Uh, it, it's kind of popped up on Facebook. I don't know. You may have seen it. We haven't talked about it yet. Um, uh, talking about somebody losing something. I'm sure everybody is familiar with uh, Lincoln's Todd. Oh, yeah, Crazy Todd. Todd. Crazy Todd. Yeah, man, we'll, okay. we'll go in a little bit in Crazy Todd for here in a minute, Rev, yet. Uh, He's a staple what? here in Lincoln. If you check out, somebody actually took a picture of it. It's on Facebook. Um, if you're familiar with Todd, you know Todd's always around town. Right. Got the big shopping little, cart. Big shopping cart. Yeah. I've got Wi-Fi yeah. by now, man. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> but... Um, what happened this week is um, they had had one of the city trucks, the big one with the claw. Yeah, right. Pick up the car. Fuck that, man. No, I'm serious, what? dude. What? I'm serious. All right, this is the first time I'm hearing this shit, attack, dude. dude. This is fucking controversial oh, right here, bro. Oh, sir. So, uh, for the Reverend here, we do have a guest, man. So I yes. just let, let's explain a little bit to the Reverend here what um, <laughs> or who Crazy Todd is, man. Crazy Todd's is, uh, well, he's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's uh, I don't know if he's actually he's homeless. He's a centric for sure. There's yeah. a lot of legends, urban legends around this guy. Like he comes from a lot of money, and he just decides to live on his. Nobody, gotcha. I don't know if anybody really knows his story, Mike. I mean. He, right. But he, he's this type, really big cut. Better for worse, he's off the grid. He is way off the grid, yeah. man. And he has got this shopping cart. When when I was a kid, he had this shopping cart. And, you know, it was you had shit in it, you know. Right. Bro, now this son of a bitch. How tall do you think that shopping cart is at full potential, man? I would say it's over six foot tall. I uh, mean, the whole thing. I mean, it's... It, uh, oh, shit. I mean, Todd's probably a good six He's six himself. himself, yeah. So, you're talking probably... Seven? <laughs> at, 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 probably tops out at about seven, eight. 
at times. Because I swear to God. It's not the same stuff. He, he, it's not exactly the same stuff. He, he kind of switches stuff Yeah, out. he's got different yeah. cars for different days. I, guess. I mean, I guess. I've seen a car fan. Kind of like Batman has different suits. So this for is the local shit. eccentric. Yes, man. Right. Yeah, this yeah. is one of our big characters, man. It may, maybe the character the, in Lincoln. Yeah. Yes. For sure. But I've seen a car fender on the front of the shopping cart at one time. A fender like a real car? Yeah. It looks like it could transform at any time. Oh, no shit, man. When I was when I was younger, the first time I remember seeing his cart, he had a fucking fan propeller on the front of that, like an airplane. <laughs> but it was, I mean, swear, and he was wearing it. And, he, and let, let, let me describe Todd to you, uh, Reverend, man. He is a, a big, he, he's a black man, and he's a big cut motherfucker okay. on top of that. I mean, oh, he looked like he, he could straight he, up oh, fuck dude. you up if he... If, oh, Sure. Uh, if he got on his wrong side, man, and I would see him shadow box like right. in front of the Walgreens. He'll just be just shadow boxing, and but uh, yeah, man, he is a staple of LinkedIn. He uh, he actually burnt down the fucking uh, hotel, didn't he, Mike? Didn't no he burn shit. down? Yeah, man. Uh, allegedly. He, allegedly, allegedly, he, he burned down the Carolina Motel. Yeah. <laughs> What's now? What's well, the story behind that? Well, well, we don't know. I heard. I he was, don't. I don't think it was purposefully. Yeah, because I heard he was trying to cook some food or something over a fire, mm. and, and in the hotel room, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, needless to say, man, Carolina Motel ain't here anymore. It's where the new Walmart is now. Damn. I mean, well, that yeah, place that, was. That, well, that place is. So it, it was on its way was, out. Oh, yeah, man. If there was yes. anything that could clean that place, it was going to be fire. Fire. Cleansed by fucking <laughs> fire, man. Cause... And I still say to this day that Walmart, the, the Super Walmart that's over there, is actually built on. <laughs> The sacred burial ground of hookers. <laughs> Hooker, yeah, no shit. And hookers. <laughs> and meth addicts. <laughs> too no, much, too uh, much, uh, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, the, uh, the overdoses and the dead hookers. <laughs> man, dude, you'll never fucking, you know. But the roaches survived. I am happy to say, man, how the roaches actually made it. And brother, they they had them in space. That's a Poltergeist there, remake waiting to happen. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we definitely. Hell, they just need to make the story about Todd, man. That'd be the most scary, fucking interesting, probably hilarious movie ever made. <laughs> but, uh, but so, to, so what's I'm up, to, man? I'm trying to find that. Uh, so, okay. So one of the city trucks, the big trucks, like I said, it was, it was a big claw. Um, <laughs> kind of like one of the damn toy machines, you know? Apparently they, they had told him uh, before you know, several times just to keep the car off the sidewalk. Okay. Right, okay. right. You know, Todd's Todd. You know. He ain't going to do that yeah. shit. No. Yeah. Where else he going to put the motherfuckers? Uh, well, you know. <laughs> I figured it's because he know. wasn't clearing bridges. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> Some bitch is so tall. I knew you would see it on the sidewalk, usually around Hardy's. Oh, yeah, man. That was kind of yeah. his, one of his spots. Yeah. yeah. So he, he'd leave it there and go do whatever he had to do. And, and Crazy stuff. Todd business. You right, know, right. You know. And to the collection. Well, apparently, uh, I guess whenever he wasn't around, they, they just decided, hey, we need to pick this thing up now. And, and yeah, oh, somebody had actually taken a picture. I'm trying to find it now. And, of course, that's not happening. No, no. But, uh, man, I, I'd even like to go to Crazy Tom's Facebook site, but I don't even think it's, it's on there. <laughs> I don't think that's really crazy Todd on there either. Yeah, for better for <laughs> fan page. Yes, fan man, page. he does, dude. This motherfucker's like got cult like status. Dude, I'm pretty sure whoever, uh, yeah. Is I'm that a Beetlejuice sure. picture? Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah, I mean. Now yeah, that's fucked up. I mean, <laughs> shit, to put man. it mildly. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that crazy Todd actually doesn't run this page. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Maybe, uh, well, dude, I hope. 
I hope he gets it back, brother. I don't like that because uh, I don't think he's, he's getting it back. I mean, it's gone for no. Forever yeah, now. have you ever seen those trucks? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, with, man. With yeah. Oh yeah, it's it, gone. it's gone, man. It's if, gone. Uh, yeah. Man, maybe we can try to pull together and get the man a new cart. Or if he, I'm sure that he's wouldn't got, be a bad idea. Yeah, let's all try to pull together. Cause man, that man ain't got a whole hell of a lot. Unless you believe the fucking idea. urban legends, he's a millionaire and decide, you know, and chooses right. to live on the street. Which I've heard that one since I was a kid too. You know, I mean, but, carts aren't, aren't hard to come by. It's it's more the, like, oh, the, shit, like the principle Walmart, of the man. thing. It's the principle, yeah. bro. You know, you just don't fuck with crazy Todd and Lincoln. Oh man, you know, you know, it's crazy it fucking Todd, man. Was it really hurting that much? Fuck no, fuck no. But man, I tell you what, brother. We, we, first of all, thoughts and prayers to Crazy Todd. Absolutely. You know, absolutely, as always. And uh, But, man, I tell you what, let's introduce the man we got in the studio with us today, yes, brother. Yes, sir. This man is a good friend of mine I haven't seen in, almost, I guess, 10 years? Yeah, Give right about take, 10. Man, right around 10. And uh, that's a shame. And, brother, I hope, I hope today is the first of many, man, because it is good seeing you. Agreed. And we've already been talking before air, but uh, we got a special man in the house, and that man goes by the name of the Reverend Doctor. And, brother, you are... Uh, Reverend, you are ordained, correct? Correct. And you are also, you have two doctorate degrees. Correct. Well. So you are, Mike, we have a doctor in the fucking house is what we're trying to say. Damn, dude, we're coming up. <laughs> Whoever thought that. Dude, no shit, man. I'm a doctor. I thought I'd ever get would be a mental, you know. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I figured at some point we were going to have a Reverend in here just to Well, kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we may ask you to do a couple, you know, if you can maybe do a couple of reverend spells, whatever the fuck they call them. Reverend spells. I don't spells. know, man. I don't fucking know. I'm a pud. Come on, but I'm going to tell you who ain't a pud. Well, maybe he is a pud. I don't know, but that's the reverend. Because today, before I go too far, this man, I consider this man to be the most interesting man on my Facebook. By far. Um, and we're going to be talking conspiracies, conspiracy theories. And man, these things can range anywhere from the bizarre and kind of maybe even hokey. To, you know, really fucking scary, man. Absolutely. You know, and uh, I wanted to get somebody in here who knew their shit, who was educated, and you're not biased either, are you, Reverend? I mean, no, I'm really not. You're not a conservative. You're not a liberal, man. You, you don't really adhere to any of these, my team versus your team. No, not, not at all. I'm somebody who just calls it like I see it. Exactly. And that's why, man, we wanted to bring you in here to give you a voice. And, uh, you know, Reverend, we're just going to go ahead and kick it off, man. And me and Mikey were talking a little earlier our first introduction to conspiracy theories in general was through the Alan Handelman show. Do you remember that show? Or he was on WRFX. Some, this was back in the day, man. This may have been a little before your time. That, yeah, that one that one definitely was, I think, before my time. It's but, not ringing a bell. But I tell you who he would have on his show, and I know that you've heard of, and that's Mr. William Cooper. Absolutely. And that yeah. was my first introduction to this stuff. And he was, at this time, the first time I heard him, man, he was putting over his new book. It was new at the time, Behold a Pale Horse. Right. I, I bought that book. I read that book about 16 or 17 years of age. I didn't understand shit, dude. I don't even really remember much of it. There's little bits and pieces. I just know, after I read that book, it changed my life. Because I'm like, all the stuff I've been hearing and seeing maybe isn't exactly what they've been selling definitely you, you know what i'm saying now whether or not i'm saying whether and you know mike you know i want to go ahead and say you know to both you guys and to the puds out there i don't know what's real man i don't know what's true i don't know if these things are real or not man hell i don't know much of any fucking thing i think that's how everybody from especially our age group really came up is you know especially growing up in the south everybody knew that one person whether it was a uncle or whether it was a cousin or a neighbor somebody who was big into jfk yeah perfect right. example and man. a lot of people from our age i think their introduction to it was 9 11 yes 
you know, I firmly believe that's our generation's JFK. People are going to be researching that and dorking out over details till the day they die. Yeah, and and just like JFK, we'll we'll never know, man. We're, no. I even think you know, with with our age, I knew I I grew up reading a lot of the UFO stuff with oh, yeah. Project yeah. Blue Book. Yes, and man. That's yes. where I started seeing a lot of stuff. And like you said, with Alan Handelman, that was you know just fed more into that. Um, just that that want to know, you know what what's really going on. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's sort of the bottom line to it is it's we have an entire generation and really beyond that, honestly, of people who look at the world and say something's not quite right here, and I don't know what it is. I just know that the official story they're feeding me is bullshit. It's bullshit, right. right, man? Exactly, and you know, just like JFK, I think we all know. That there's way more to that than a lone gun. Once again, I don't know. I don't know yeah. this shit for sure. But man, come on. I mean, there's so much that's going on in that situation. And I know we're going to get into 9-11 today. I mean, I know we're going to get into that. Right. Once again, I don't know what happened, man. I don't. But I know mm -hmm. that you're not going to run two airplanes into two buildings and have this massive destruction and be able to find fucking passports. And have three fall. Yes, right. yes. I mean, come right. on, man. There's something going on. What's going on? I don't know. Was Bush in on it? I don't know. I don't think so. Honestly, I really don't. But Well, something maybe. I read somebody write that sort of hit me when I first read it is they said, <clears throat> if I were to tell you that two, two airplanes were going to fly into two skyscrapers, make three fall, that in 20 years, they're still going to be finding pieces of the plane. Right jammed between buildings, pieces of bone fragments in lower Manhattan, but that in the first several hours, they found the passport. Passports, right. man. Yeah. You would think that's yeah. the plot to a D-grade movie from the sci-fi channel. For sure. I, I was going to say not even a good movie. Right. It, it, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's just, it's almost insulting to a certain degree. Once yeah. again, <laughs> now I can almost kind of get behind the idea of like people in the government people that you know have to handle this stuff damage control as you say i could see them being like okay we got to get a story out here we got to people are going to demand answers I, to this day i wonder if they even know who did it I, if it wasn't some right. government conspiracy right. which i don't man i I, 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 what, I hate to think it would be that but hell who I'll, knows i tell you at that time and and you know this as well as anybody, I was not a big Bush fan. Oh, I wasn't either, brother. I was At not all. either. No, me neither. Um, Could not I, stand I, for, George for, Dunn. Right, I don't think most part, I anybody thought he was, uh, our age was. No, no, no he was, seriously. He was probably one of the biggest idiots I've ever seen in that position, uh, I guess? position of power. Up until <laughs> recently, maybe. <laughs> Up until recently. <laughs> Well, you know, you're the biggest dumbass I've ever known, but so many more do dumbasses have come along. That, and, I tell you, yeah. I, and I think over the years I've sort of rethought my opinion on W. Bush anyway. I think he was a stooge, oh, but yeah. I don't think he was pure evil in the way his father was. I, I, I think W. Man was easily manipulated. Right. right. Now, don't even get me started talking about Cheney. On the other hand, I think that son of a bitch. He might have been the power behind the throne there. I wonder, man. I mean, I, I damn near wonder if that son of a bitch is a straight up demon. Right. Or something. I mean, just to throw it out. He's a terrible shot, anyway. Hey, man, we yeah. know that much. <laughs> and you know, man, this nine eleven. This is one of the the prime examples of something just being downright terrifying. You know, yeah. that, that anyone in our government may have been behind it. Once again, I don't know if that's the case or not, but I guarantee you, in my opinion, and once again, my opinion. I believe they took that fucking opportunity and ran with it, dude. And I think that's why we ended up in Iraq. 
And I think of course that was, they did. Yeah, they took it, man. What is it? Take no or don't let any tragedy go to waste. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, yeah. that's what I think. Now, once again, I don't. I would like to think that they didn't have anything because when Bush, I'll never forget that interview. Well, not the interview, but when Bush found out about nine eleven, he was with those kids doing mm-hmm. the reading thing. Mm-hmm. The look on that guy's face to me looked like he just shit himself. Like, yeah. How how could you be in on something? And I don't think the man's that good of an actor. But you know, once again, man, that's just kind of my take on it. Right. You know? <clears throat> well, think... let me ask you this. We talk, you know, when we talk about 9/11, we talk about the World Trade Center. Right. But what's your opinion on the Pentagon and the United 93 uh, aspect? Well, the United 93, I'm gonna be completely honest with you, Ben. I don't know. I, I, well, I don't know about any of this shit. Let, once again, let me say that I, I don't know enough to really give any kind of opinion. But man, you're not gonna tell me the fucking Pentagon was an airplane. I've not seen anyone who's ever no. believed that. That was a fucking rocket, man. That was a fucking bazooka, I think. And I think it was really targeted to hit a certain area where I believe the paperwork for that $15 trillion. Well, or, here's the story well, behind that? Here's yeah. the story behind it from from everything I've read over the years is that this was supposedly a hijacker who had gone to flight school in America. Right. And the instructors came out later on and said this was a guy who couldn't even handle a single engine right. plane. Right. But the story that they told on 9-11 was that he went in a 540-degree, uh, I believe it was a 1,500-foot descending corkscrew turn, Okay, went parallel with the ground, and hit directly in the budget analyst office, now, look- where the day before, Rumsfeld had announced that, I believe, around 3 or $3.5 trillion was yeah. missing. Yes, the day before, on September 10th. This right. happened on September 10th. Right. Now, let me ask you, man. I'm not a pilot, man. I don't know anything about flying airplanes, but that sounds like a pretty goddamn complicated move for a rookie. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, for real. And to my knowledge, no real parts of this airplane were really ever discovered. They said it just, like, disintegrated. Right. Which, including the black box made of titanium. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, yeah, man. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Now, Ben, this is just my opinion, Mike. You know, this is my opinion. I wonder if that was just a coincidence. I wonder... If that if that attack happened and somebody's like, holy shit, we just got a fucking home run here. Go take that motherfucker out right now. That's always a possibility. I wonder that myself, man, if it was just happy circumstance. But I, I don't know. Right. But to say an airplane hit that motherfucker, I just I can't buy that, man. Right. I just I personally cannot buy that. Well, the, the devil's in the details. And yes. one another aspect of it that I've never, never bought for a second was the they even made the movie about it, the United 93, yes. was that the name of it? Yes, right. sir, yes. The, you know, the story, to sort of recap, is that the plane got hijacked, and everybody on board had time to whip out their cell phones and call their families, right. and then they took the plane back and crashed it in a field. Right. I'm sorry, just, I have never bought that. It just doesn't sound... It's a good story. Feasible. I think... It is a great it, story. It's a, it's a great story. My personal opinion yeah. is that the Air Force, NORAD, somebody shot the plane took down. Took it out. Took them out. They, they yeah. said, okay, the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, has already been hit, or at least this is the story we're going to run with on the nightly news. Right. This would cap it off. Yeah. Yes, right. Because I don't think the public <clears throat> would be able to handle, you know. One uh, more crack, you know. Or that, that the government shot it that, down. That, yeah, right, right, the, right. There were, there were reports that day, the day of. And you know, I was there. You know, I watched every bit oh, yeah. of that, that, that godforsaken day. That was everything, everything that had to do with everything. And they had reported at one time that it had been shot down. 
I think I remember that as well. I remember it too. Yeah, I remember hearing that as well. Yeah, but yeah. then they went back and said no. The the people had taken it over and it, it, it pretty much gave them an, an historic end. Right. Pretty yeah. much right. took it out right. of storybook type. It's like we um, got to get a win. And, and you, you, you feel you, it right. at that point when you know they said, well, you know, they, when it had been reported that it had been shot down, you can kind of feel that that turn of, of people like. What the fuck? Why? Yeah, why yeah, they, yeah. Why? With all why, this other why tragedy, did that <coughs> right, right. let's just let's just play with this angle for a second. Let's say that this went down as it happened, yeah. or as the news reported. Well, this would be sort of the, a cap off to the angle. Them right. being able to come on the news and say, "Hey, this was American heroism." Exactly, yeah. man. Exactly. It actually gives the public yeah. something to to. It's a, a feel good, happy ending. Yeah, it's a martyr, happy ish yeah. ending. Yes, right. yes. At least to this big tragedy, at least we can have a man. At least these people took out that plane themselves. And I don't know plane. about either. You two guys, I've flown on a plane. Yeah, I've been Not, on. Not. Yeah. I mean, even just recently, several years ago. And I know cell phones don't work for shit. No, on man, absolutely not. No, no exactly. And you're telling me that in 2001, when 2001, technology yeah, was years ago. that much more primitive. Yeah. Hell, man, I didn't even have a fucking cell phone back then. I mean, I right. didn't. You know, hell, if you had a yeah. cell phone, that was a big fucking deal at yeah. that particular time. So you're telling me that everybody on board whipped out their cell phones to do and this. the signal went through perfectly. To all their loved ones, and they all said, we're taking this bitch back. Back, right. Yeah, and 17 years later, yeah. you can't even get a fucking signal on one. Right. It's like, yeah. Come on. Yeah, I mean, once again, you know, Ben, I think you said it perfectly. This is our generation's, you know, JFK. Yeah. Because, you know, we're, we're me and Mike are kind of the age of, you know, we were coming out of JFK. Yeah. You know, because that was oh, the yeah, big thing that sure. we always, yeah. you know, would talk we about. We saw the Reagan stuff. We'd seen the Bush senior stuff. That's right. We saw all that. All that. And that was... <laughs> playing out, you that, know. Yeah, that was that was not a fun time. No, uh, that senior, that whole senior uh, reign. God, yeah, that was. I'm not. I don't know how to feel too much about Bush. Well, I do. The actually. only thing we got, <laughs> we, the only thing we got, got good out of uh, Bush Senior, his, his whole term was some really good music. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. I mean, that was some. Well, that's great what Republican stuff. presidencies tend to be good for. Yeah, exactly. to, to get the. You know, I mean, with artists. this one, we've got mumble rap, but yeah, well, <laughs> shit, man. Which well, I'm not fuck. sure what happened. Now I'll tell you this though: the idea of this being our generation's JFK. The thing I really find fascinating about this, and I was thinking about it the other day, is that because of YouTube, because of um, really just the internet age, I suppose, we have. Kids, you know, teenagers, people in their 20s or 30s who know more about the events of 9-11 than the people who put together the commission report. No shit. Right. There exactly. are, if yeah. you, if you yeah. go on, you know, sections of Reddit, sections of 4chan, there are kids who can tell you what happened down to the minute. You're right. Whether you're talking thermodynamics, whether you're talking the where, where the hijackers were from. Uh, theories about it of other governments, whether it be Saudi Arabia, whether it be Israel, whether it be our government. Right. And they can tell you more about it than, like I said, the people who put the commission report together. That, right. Yeah, that were actually yeah. there in, in high positions when the shit went down. You yeah. Know? And, you know, man, let's, um, you know, kind of switching gears, let's talk a little bit about JFK, man. What, what's your take on that? Obviously, man, JFK is like probably the subject for an entire show in and of itself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I mean, I know a lot of this stuff we want to talk about. We we definitely extend on, and you know, Red, we're just gonna go on and say it right now, man. I'm sure you're gonna be back. I mean, this is gonna be a, a yeah, one yeah. Well, I, I a one shot deal, brother. Yeah. No, man. By well, any well, let me ask you this. 
Okay. Um, because I wanted to ask you, you know, um, what what do you um, I guess, I guess, what do you consider yourself? Would you consider yourself a conspiracy theorist? Because I feel like that title is kind of. I consider myself a conspiracy realist. Okay. Oh man, I like that. See, I like that a lot. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. The conspiracy theorist title has really got some negativity attached. Man. It does. It really does. It and was maybe, a term maybe that the media invented back in the day to malign people who didn't buy into the mainstream narrative. Right. It makes perfect sense, man. I mean, if you don't want somebody to, or if you want to discredit someone from believing you, then that would be the way to do it. Exactly. Right. You know, that would absolutely be the way to do it. Uh, but yeah, Mike, you know, yeah, that's a good point. It's, you know, I don't want to get to too much into modern day politics stuff because that's something to puzzle, man. We've said from day one, we, you know, we're going to try to stay out of like po- the politics of it. But it does seem like if you question too much nowadays, you're just right, right. You know, yeah. man, you're yeah, you're you giving get this, lumped into that. Yeah, man, and uh, you're you're just automatically this kind of person. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm just questioning. The official story. I'm not saying whether I think it's real or not. I'm just questioning it. Right. But now I'm one of these, you know, far right wingers or something. And I'm like, man, anybody knows me knows I'm far from fucking right wing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I think we got to be careful with that in society. That's just my opinion. I think that's something that's that could could become dangerous. No, you, you do. Know? And I'll tell you this: how we we talked earlier, and like I said, I don't consider myself a conservative. I don't consider myself a liberal. Far from it. the way I look at it. Right wing and left wing belong to the same bird. Same bird, right. yes. I had an instructor in college that said the same thing, and, man, that stuck with me. That stuck with me for well, to this day, you know. Yeah. And that was about the time I was getting turned on to William Cooper and things of that nature. But, yeah, man, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And now, now i got to ask your opinion since, you know, this isn't something we're going to talk about for very long, but when you're talking modern politics, what's your opinion on what's going on right now? I'm scared, man. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I, I get worried because uh, – I don't know, man. I, I'm just kind of a the kind of person. I, I I can be a little sensitive, to be honest with you. That's why I kind of steer away from the Facebook stuff now. Yeah. It, it, it gets to me because I get like kind of riled up, you know. So I just kind of stay away. But, man, I'm seeing a lot of just, just meanness to people. On both sides, man. And it's not a left thing. It's not a right thing. It's more of a personality type thing. And depending on where those people fall. But, man, I mean, I'm seeing shit. And that's another reason I sell Facebook. You're looking, you're looking, you know. It's 2018. And a lot of these people are acting like it. we're still back in the 1960s, <laughs> Some, yeah. 70s. Yeah, yeah. In some cases, man, I agree with that. Um, I, what gets me, dude, is just the, well, you're an idiot, you're stupid, my side's right. And what I just said could be for either side. Yeah. You know, it goes both ways. Everybody's right. devolved it down to, I mean, a team sport. Dude, I call it the Redskins right. and the Cowboys is what I'm calling it right now. Because yeah. it, it really feels like yeah. it's a fucking foot. And I don't and, like and, football, and, so I'm over here like, what the fuck are y'all talking and, about? And the fans, yeah. you know. The, the marks. Yeah. I mean, right. you know, let's call it. The marks are, 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 You have to call it what it is. Yeah, yes, my man. team. My team. We my just team, scored a my point. Team, my team. My team. My team. Yeah, man. And uh, it just is scary. To me, politics should be fucking boring. You know, like C-SPAN. That right. should be the most excitement you ever get out of politics. And, dude, with CNN, Fox, and all, you know, all the uh, social media, it's sensationalized it, and it's turned it into entertainment. That's sort of the opinion I've come to, is that the media is maybe our, our biggest issue right now as far as the way people perceive the world, because it's so biased in one direction or another, yes. and it's so clearly... So clearly entertainment. It's a less entertaining WWE. I totally agree, man. Yes. And I think that what's going on in the presidential scene, and this, this is just my opinion, okay? Um, 
and, and I'm going to say this from the outset. I don't want anybody listening to just swallow what I'm saying 100%. Right, I want course, you to man. research Hell it. Hell yes. And, put you in know, some work, man. Right, exactly. Yeah, put in a little work yourself. Yeah. And the idea I've come to, and I, I firmly believe this, is I think what's going on, even though the media dresses it up as something different than it is, is that what we've got is a rich man's feud oh, going yeah, on in man. Washington. Yeah. I think that Washington for years now has been – I mean, I can't even say for years now. This has been going on forever. Yes. That you have the, this inner core, whatever term you want to call them. And a lot of these guys are Masons or right. Skulls and Bonesmen. Yes. And Trump – okay, think of Washington almost like it's a country club. Okay. Right? Right. Trump is the guy pulling up in a Camaro – Wearing gold chains after he just won the lottery. Is he riding Dangerfield a- in Caddyshack? <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> okay. what I was going to get to. Make that comparison. I hate to make I know, that yeah, comparison. Yeah. I think that's all that's going on. Right. It, it's just that he's the tacky new guy on the scene, and they don't like him for that reason. Because yeah. he says, "Well, now I, I'm not a I'm not a Trump supporter, quote unquote. I didn't vote for him. You know, I'll, I will put that much out there. I do right. support, you know, the country and the president, man. I mean, I like the whole trying to get peace with South Korea. That shit's cool. You know, I like world peace. You know, and so I'm not going to sit here and dog him out or, or put him over that much. But it really feels to me that he just doesn't give a shit. He says what he wants to. He's in the fucking WWE Hall of Fame, man. I mean, we we pretty much have That's a, a fucking wrestler. Good point. Basically, in, as the president, and I can understand why the establishment would hate that shit. Now, like I said, my personal opinions on the man isn't that high, you know, but I think the, well, the urgency that people have about his presidency, I, I think is maybe just a little bit over-exaggerated. You know, and I think that's perpetrated by our media. I, I hate to yeah, say it, man, but I, I really yeah. do. And uh, But like I said, do I think he's a good president? Uh, man, I think the jury's still out. Do I think he's a good man? No, fuck no, I never have. You know, uh, but yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. But, you know, as far as the president goes, uh, fuck, I don't know, I think man. If they, but see, <laughs> on, the, on the complete other end of the spectrum, I think if they wanted him out, He'd be out. He'd be out. He'd be out. Because, you know, history shows that if somebody does happen to get in that chair who they don't want there, they got more than one way of getting rid of them. That's true. But you know what, Rev? I'll kind of devil advocate that. Man, it sure as fuck seems like they're trying. You know? I mean, it seems like it. I mean, man, every fucking corner, that little, that bastard is just slippery as fuck, man. It's like they just can't grab them. Yeah. You, You know? Who knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? I tell you, um, one thing I was going to talk to you about, Rev, because you, you don't vote, do you, man? I'm just going to go ahead and put you on blast right here. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> there's a there's a quote, and I can't remember who originally said it. For some reason, I'm wanting to credit George Orwell. But the quote is that I've never voted because from the time I was young, I saw the idiots are in the majority. So it's right. always a certainty they're going to win. Brother, that's, uh, yeah. that's pretty fucking spot on, right. man. But one thing I'll say as far as just, you know, whether the system is rigged, the voting's rigged, I think the system's rigged to get on the fucking ballot. Yeah. But I think if Donald Trump showed us anything, I think the vote's legit because I, I there's an, an anomaly, man. I think, I, I think it really was. I think the vote's legit, but I don't think it matters. Right, In other words, right. I think they narrow it down to a set, you know, number of people who they have faith in that are going to... Toe the line? That are going to toe the line. Right. And it's... Not any more consequential than American Idol. There, there, yeah, I could see that, man. Once again, I'm not saying I, I, I totally buy into it, but damn, damn, man, it, it sounds, it sounds right. Yeah. It, it really I mean, does, man. You know, when you look at it. I mean, um, I'm sure there are many, many, many 
many more people that are qualified for that job. Oh fuck yeah, man! I mean, that geez. just don't have that. <laughs> well, the money. Backing. Yeah, yeah, money. I mean, really, it's what it boils down to. I mean, hell, a regular person's not going to be able to get up there, man. Right. I mean, you're, right. you're you're damn fucking lucky to get on a local. You know, I know our local representative, man. He's he's local. He's right. you know the real deal. But shit, man. I mean, when you start getting past that, you got to have the machine. Got, I mean, you've got people that have actual you know degrees. Um, but Trump had a reality show, so. I mean, yeah. which is all, which is almost there, there you go. more the, fucking, the, you know, on your resume. Well, I'll yeah, tell you a thing. Yeah. I was told as a child that always stuck with me. I remember, you know, you know how it is when you go to a barber shop as a kid and you listen to all the guys come in. Oh, None man. of them are getting a haircut. They're just in there to talking shoot shit, the shit and talk. Yeah. Well, there was a guy who I remember talking one day when politics was a discussion i can't even remember what election this was i want to say it was the run-up to 92 right. maybe when it was bush senior versus clinton gotcha right. and this guy was a lawyer and he was a judge and the thing that he said and he wasn't addressing this directly to me but it's always stuck with me he said if you're ever interested in politics the advice i would give you would be to vote in local elections right. because or, or at the state level, because that's what's mm-hmm. going to ha- actually have an impact on your life. Exactly. But when you get to the presidential level, you're basically talking about WWE. Right. Yeah, yeah, really, man. And right. you know what, dude? I can even take that a step further, because me and you have a mutual friend, Chris Stowe. Shout out Chris Stowe this week. Uh, Chris used to have a radio show. Uh, it was an AM show. Well, he, it wasn't his show, but he was a co-host. Right. And they did politics. In fact, he was the first person to ever talk to me about Barack Obama. Right. In fact, just a little side note, then I'll swing back to my original point. Christo said, hey, watch out for this guy, Barack Obama. He's going to be a player. I'm like, there's no fucking way anybody's going to vote for somebody named Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Well, look what happened. You know, the, the Stowe called that. Well, um, just kind of going back to what we're talking about, like the WWE aspect. He said, man, he had a Republican and a Democrat on the show. I think they were, they were at the local level out of Charlotte. Right. And he said before they went on air, just as me and, and you would go over a match, you know, because Stowe was also in professional wrestling. We all broke in together. He said, brother, it was just like a wrestling show. He was like, they went outside and they went over their fucking spots. spots. Yeah. And then they turned on the mic and then they, yeah. it was on. Yeah. You know, so once again, political theater is a fucking term for a reason. It is. I, I mean, it's a reason. And people, man, there's just some people out there, I feel they're just straight up marks. I've heard right. it called you the know? entertainment aspect or the entertainment wing, rather, of the military industrial complex. There you go, man. Yeah. 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 It's like the propaganda machine. This is more of the, the, yes. the, the entertainment part. Yeah, man. It well, makes perfect sense. Well, yeah. let me ask you this. And, and I'm not sure how much of it you're around for. The, the Clinton era. The re- Clinton era. I, I remember. I was probably around nine, nine, maybe ten, I guess, when that election took place. And I remember, uh, I remember a little bit of the the first half of it, although I've you know gone back since then. Right. But the main thing I remember from being young was the Bob Dole election yeah. on afterwards towards right. the impeachment yeah. yeah yeah that was my first election actually yeah. the okay. first one i voted yeah. in. i mean you were we were both you know uh about 18 at the time. I would, I, yeah i would say because i voted I'm yeah probably, uh but yeah you remember that time and and how that was probably one of my favorite errors uh yeah just just being around everything seemed really laid back laid back I mean, we the, weren't in, in any. We were nowhere near any wars. We had them going on, man, but they weren't as no. They were they intense weren't, and, right. and yeah. definitely we not as mainstream. And that's a difference in marketing, I think, is that when 
a Republican is president, you know we're at oh, war. Oh, brother. Right. Because yes. they, yeah. they wave that shit like a flag. Right. Yes. And well, I mean, when a know, Democrat's president, we're still at war. You just don't really know keep, it. Keep it right. under the radar. Well, yeah. see, you know, the first World Trade bombings happened when... 93. 93. Yes, when Clinton was in office. Right. And you take a look at that, and you look when Bush came into office and... 9-11. Yeah, man, it's right, right, right there, man. He wasn't even in there for a year. Boom. You know, you know, life you changed. You take a big, big look at that. But also on that flip side, you had during that 90s, you had Ruby Ridge. Yeah. yeah. Waco. You had Waco, Waco to where the ATF was just Oklahoma City. totally. So, oh, Oklahoma yeah. City, right. Where the ATF was just totally out of control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost yeah. just, you know, with no, well, I guess just no restraints, it seems no. like, man. They just went no. in and just... Clean the clean fucking house. Well, well, this was the first time I had ever heard anything about an ATF. Right. Yeah. Right. Ever. Yeah. And I think that that's another thing that I think is. I'm trying to think of a this really fuels conspiracy theory or whatever you want to call it is that the idea how we were talking about that it can boil down to people looking at the world and saying. Something's not right. right. I don't know what it is, but what the official story is bullshit. And right. if you can look at presidential politics and say, okay, this is political theater, can you look at other things, such as terror attacks? Fuck yeah, right. man. I mean, yeah. it opens at least opens up the question. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Once again now, and, and something I want to disclaim, a disclaimer for myself, I'm going to talk shit in this whole whole podcast, man. I'm going to be like, yeah, no shit, that's it. I know that. No, I don't, man. You know, let me, I get caught up, so I didn't want to say that. Yeah. Right. But fuck yeah, man. It's enough to at least say, is it is it fucking possible? Yeah. And that's what I think we need to keep our minds open. In other words, don't be one of these people, well, no, that goes against my narrative. That cannot be possible, and you're a fucking, uh, I guess, a fascist <laughs> or a communist, depending on which side you're on, for even bringing that, is, that up. That's a huge thing now with, with name slinging. Fascists and communists. <laughs> and if, if you have a, a, an opposing opinion about anything, that you're going to be one or the other. Right. I had I got in a little argument with a friend of mine on Facebook. It's been about six, seven months ago. It's one of the last ones I got into, and I went to uh, jam with some friends, you know, and uh, I was telling him about it, my, my drummer friend, and... I was like, yeah, I got into a political, little political argument. He says, so which are you this week, man? A communist or a fascist? <laughs> yeah. and I mean, yeah. and that was it. And yeah. I'm like, no shit, bro. Well, I'm a fascist this week. Right. Yeah. You right. know, next week I'll be a communist. But or, you know, or, you a know. or a libtard. Or a libtard or a snowflake or a cook or a teabagger, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, man, one thing, like, if we're going to talk about that, and once again, I'm not saying, you know, what side this and that, but I do wish the left would get a little bit better with their insults, man. I mean, they, they gave us the classic teabagger. Yeah. I love that shit. I went liberal for about three weeks. Oh, my tea bag is the shit. Well, you know they, they have you know they have the phrase "the left can't meme" for that, a reason. That that's the truth, man. And know, I, th- I think yeah, what it boils it down to is that all, you know, you can try to intellectualize that saying, but honestly, what it boils down to, in my opinion, anyway, is that all right wing arguments boil down to something you can fit on a bumper sticker. Right. Which translates well right. to memes. Right. It sure does, yeah. man. Most yeah. Yeah. left-wing arguments, on the other hand, are sort of house of thesis, cards. Or, or fucking a thesis on top right. of, on top right. of yeah. it. Right. You know, um, well, you know the, the snowflake one just always got me. It's like, <laughs> really? 
you know, that was that would be something I would call my daughter as a term of endearment. Yeah, or man, or something you would say at sixth grade. It's like don't yeah. call him pumpkin either. Please don't 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 use pumpkin in that light. Please but just don't say that. But here's the know? flip side, man. What does the other side do? Well, they turn around and call the other side a snowflake. Well, we're not snowflakes. You're snowflake. Yeah. snowflakes. We're not racist. You're the real you're, racist. You're the real yeah. racist, and, yeah. and your and your uh, president's a Cheeto. Give yeah. me a fucking break, man. That's almost enough for me to vote for him right there. Right. Be like, yeah. come on, man. Y'all can do better than that. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to vote for him just because the left calls him a cheater. Right. But yeah. I'm just saying, man, it seems like they could, could come up with a little bit better insults. They could. But, uh, you know, when you were getting into the First World Trade Center bombing right there, which uh, happened in 93, and then, of course, eight years later, 9-11, yeah. um, one thing I think that's a fair point to throw out because you can't really have this discussion without throwing this point out is that you always come up with a paper trail after stuff like this happens and there's the argument which i'm not going to get into one way or the other honestly but it's it's a valid point that all i'm not going to say all but probably 90 percent or more of international terror groups like that are NATO assets right. that went rogue. Right, right. right. Yeah. I see, man. They went off on their fucking own and shit. Right. You know, if you get into, if you really get into start reading about the Soviet-Afghan war right. and the way we funded the Mujahideen, you know, those guys became the nucleus of the Taliban. That's right. what I was always under the impression of, man. I, I've always heard that the CIA pretty much funded Osama bin Laden. Right. You know? Speaking of Osama, man, let me ask you, do you think that they took him out do you think Osama bin Laden's dead? I'm going to go ahead and hit you with one, brother. I think he died way, way earlier than they say. Really? So so you do question the official story? Cause of course. I sure as hell question that official story, of man. Of course. Let's take the most wanted man in America ever, killing 3,000 Americans, uh, allegedly, you know, that mm-hmm. he definitely got the blame. And now let's go take him out, dump his body into the mm-hmm. ocean before it can be examined examined without even so questioning just, him probably the best source of intel on the planet that you could right. get and just, you know I don't, I don't think that's the case well i don't think it's the case in that way because definitely if it happened in the bush era Cowboy Bush would have taken oh, Yukikaye, motherfucker. Man, you know, he would have paraded that son of a bitch's oh, head up and down yeah, fucking sure. Fifth Avenue, man. Yeah. He would have, I mean, for real, there Look, would have daddy. been a tour <laughs> Look, of daddy. the dead body. Look what I did, now. Yes, man, Look, I swear. Daddy. Fuck yes, man. And uh, and, then, and and let me ask you guys, didn't some of those, if not all of the people involved in that, weren't they killed in a... In a helicopter crash. What right. the fuck, man? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. How? I, I, what? <laughs> I, I think there's definitely something that just what didn't sit right. Right. Um, Some with holes. It. Some of holes. Of course. Right. Like, like all these things right. we've talked about today, man. And you, I can understand why a, a, a governing body would want right. to put these narratives out. You know, you want to keep your population happy, man. You want to keep them feeling mm-hmm. good, optimistic. But at the same time, man, you can't just expect us not to ask mm-hmm. questions. You know, especially... Well, well the I think they're trying. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. Well, you look, yeah. At, look at, like, Saddam Hussein and how all that went down. All the weapons yeah. of mass destruction, which they still haven't found? Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Come you know, on, and man. they find him in a spider hole. And, and you know, they have a, this huge trial. Yeah. He's, you know, and he had been built up as just as dangerous if not more so if even not more if not more so right and, and he was paraded man right. all over television yeah. i mean dude his trial was a spectacle well yeah. and you know the same comparison 
we used a minute ago about the Mujahideen of the Soviet-Afghan War and, and the Taliban nucleus. The guys we originally funded to get rid of Saddam for us, I mean, that was the nucleus of Al-Qaeda right there. Right there, right. yeah. Or the same guys that we, you know, you can even go further. The guys who, I, I, I'm trying to think what year this was. I'm wanting to say around 2011, 2012, when Obama was doing uh, press conferences on TV because it was a subject that had come up that was getting questioned about, his term, I believe, was uh, we're funding moderate rebels okay. in right. the area. Right. That... My opinion on that is that this is a tricky way to figure out how to phrase it. Is that I think in the aftermath of W, that American soldiers dying in the Middle East in wars that had no end, right, right, that were just going to be indefinite conflicts, had become a very, very unpopular thing with the public. Oh, absolutely. So. The question then comes up of using guys over there that we can fund to do the dirty work for us. For us. Right, right. And if you go, and like I said before, follow the paper trail, these are the guys who formed the nucleus of the Islamic State. Right. right. Who, who we are currently fighting now. I mean, it's it's like, a, it's almost a vicious cycle, man. Yeah. I mean, for, for lack of a better term, you know. Um, I'll tell you guys what, let, let's switch gears just a little bit, man, because we've been talking a lot of serious shit here. And one thing I like about conspiracy theories in general is some of them can be kind of, kind of hokey, I guess, kind of mm-hmm. fun. Right. Uh, ben, let me ask you, in your opinion, what's the most, I guess, uh, fun type? For me, I'll go ahead and throw mine out. I love the reptilians, man. Oh, I, that's a great one. I love. Have right. you heard of this, Mike? I no. You have to smart me up on. A now, lot do you read of this. Uh, David Icke? No, but I know it, I, I've watched some interviews with him, and I watched. He had a like a four-hour documentary I watched a few years back, yeah. and I watched that entire thing. But I tell you, that was when you went down the YouTube hole on. <laughs> yes, wow. man. Yes, uh, Doc. I'm gonna let you. I know you probably have a little bit more um, information on it than I do because I'm a little spotty at best. But you want to tell Mike a little bit about the? Re- I had to bring up the reptilians, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. There, there's two I want to talk about: the reptilians and the other ones, the, the Vegas shooter. We'll, right. We'll, that that's a, going back into a little bit more serious shit. So, all right, all right. You know, but uh, yeah, man. Let's let's talk a little bit about reptilians. Okay. That, that's my request. Man, right. the reptilians <laughs> isn't an easy one to launch into. <laughs> I mean, I don't think this that's an introductory level at all. That, that, is, that is, man. That's, that's the fucking deep end, brother. Yeah. That, that is. Uh, bottom, that's one when you've been at this shit for a long, long time. Well, let's dip our, our toe into the water here yeah. just kind of get a, a feel for what. And we can go into, like, the, the whole thing later on. Later on, on for man. Sure. Yeah, because yeah. I definitely. Because, yeah. brother, you talk, that's a fucking series, man. That ain't even a show. That's a fucking saga. Right. Bottom line, man, there is a theory, and I love this theory, that there is a, a, a race of reptilian humanoids uh-huh. who, who are intelligent. Some even say more intelligent than they Either are. extraterrestrial or from the hollow Earth. Earth. Yeah, yes, wow. yes. Yeah. There, apparently there's an entire civilization under the Earth that these you know reptilians live in. Man, it even goes back into scripture, biblical. I've, I've seen some stuff like the serpent. And was even rep- further back than that, yeah, in a lot yeah. of cases, like goes back to Babylon and Egypt. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, it's it's... There these ancient, uh, like hieroglyphics and stuff like this shows reptilians walking with men and stuff like this. Bottom line, man, is, is the reptilians, right? And, and right. they hold power. It's like they have this, you know, this knowledge and these uh, this technology and stuff like this. And uh, they even goes as far 
And like I say, bro, this is just dipping your toe. This goes a lot deeper. But there's even theories that they are cannibal. Well, I guess they wouldn't be cannibals because they eat us. But like their right. blood keeps, they can actually shape shift. There's some shape shifting theories out and there. And essentially mm-hmm. all world leaders. Yes, are red. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what, it's great, now, man. I yeah, love that now, shit. Now, was this the the the, the basis for the, the TV show V? Dude, there's a lot of there is a lot of um, comparisons that can be made. Really? Yes, I, I've yeah. actually heard people compare it to to V. Yes, wow. Yes. Essentially, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, but like I say, man, that's always been my favorite. The first time I heard, because I'm a science fiction fan, I like yeah. Star Trek, Star Wars, stuff like that. The first time I heard it, I'm like, man, this is awesome. I mean, this is like almost like interactive science fiction. Obviously, I don't believe it. You know, I, right. I, mean, I really don't. But man, wouldn't it be a trip if that's the one that's real? Of all the shit that's be. real, if it was the fucking reptilians, man, I've always said that would just be something else. But uh, that's what I just want to talk about just a little bit, man. I had to bring that one. Uh, up. Yeah. I was like, we're gonna have the Reverend up here, man. We're gonna talk. <laughs> to, we're gonna talk about reptiles at least for a, a minute, man, because I got to get that out there, yeah. you know. Um, what about you, Mike? You got any special ones or anything? The one I always gravitate gravitate towards most uh, is Waco. Mm. Yeah. Waco. Yeah, it's getting a little bit more on the realistic. That that know. was the one that was like, okay. Waco, what? Ruby Ridge, and Oklahoma City all overlap with each other, right. really. Right. You can even even and, and even really throw in Ted Kaczynski into that that mix as well. Yeah. As far as everything that happened with that, because everything that was leading up and, and was a result of everything that uh, Eric Rudolph. Right. Mm-hmm. Another one. Because of everything that happened, because of Ruby Ridge, because of Waco, especially Waco for me, because it just really seemed to me like the ATF, and, and going back to the ATF thing, well, who the fuck were the ATF at that time? Right. Just you know, that was that was a whole new thing, and it seemed like they were they were doing their own thing away from, I guess. Um, uh, almost like they were on their own. Kind they of. were on their own, Ru- running roughshod. You know the climate Away from like the FBI and every other thing, right? To where they had made, I guess they had wanted to flex their muscle, right? On these guys, and for whatever reason, they were doing their own thing. You know, right? I mean, don't necessarily yeah. agree with. You them, know the man, climate you know? during the period, and it, it's not something that's easy to explain to younger people who weren't around for the Clinton years, but the climate at the time among conspiracy theorists, I mean, you could, I can remember going to a gun show back during that time at the tail end of Clinton and the paranoia in the air, you know, following Waco, following Ruby Ridge. Right, man. It was so thick, it felt like you could cut it with a knife. Right. There was a real sentiment that you know, we talk about FEMA camps and we talk about yeah, gun right, confiscation right. stuff now. That was real shit to people back then. Yeah, because they were seeing it playing out in the fucking news, man. Right. I mean, they were seeing people fucking dying right. at the hands of the ATF. Yeah. You know, unnecessarily. This government agency. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, pretty much running roughshod for you know? no reason. Mm-hmm. Right. For right. absolutely no reason. Uh, other than maybe they just didn't improve the lifestyle. Uh, that's really, or, right. or or the people were outspoken. Or social conditioning. So, right. Yeah, man, absolutely. You know, yeah, a, I, I think I think at, at, at some point. Maybe they thought this was going to be another Jim Jones, Jonestown scenario. Right, right. But I think they they found out that you know these these people had weapons. 
Right. That 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 was really the bottom line, I guess, as far as why they went in because the weapons. Well, that's well, what, that's how that the story goes. goes. Story goes. Right. Because of the weapons. Right. And I don't know. Well, you know that that everything was just done completely, totally wrong. Wrong, wrong man. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you had people that fucking died. Yeah. And you know, man, we could even take that and tie it back into William Cooper because yeah. that's how William Cooper got taken out. They went down there and they took his ass out about three or four months after he predicted 9-11, you know, which happened right there. I mean, yeah. man, I'm telling you, brother, you start getting into this stuff, it does. Once again, not saying whether it's right or wrong, just saying, hey, this could at Well, least you know, talking about questions. William Cooper, there's a saying that goes, if you want to hide truth, put it in a book. There you right. go, man. There it is. Hide in plain sight. Yeah. Because nobody's going to read. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. really what exactly. it boils down yeah. to, you know. Well, um, you know, with David Koresh, you know, he made no bones about anything that he was doing. No. He, he he put it out there for everybody. Wanted everybody to come in and see what he had. Right. Had people over there right. from the ATF. Right. Yeah, I mean... It's all, like, all their, their firing range. Right. These people knew. and it, it, It's mind-boggling, man, yeah. that knows something like that could happen on American soil on a few occasions. And, and well, let me ask to, you a to question. Put their raid out there. Right, yeah, they really. It does. It's frustrating. It's mind-boggling. Still, you know how we were talking about social conditioning, right? And the idea, and you know, we can feed this back into the media all day. And you were asking about particular theories. Do you know very much about MK Ultra? Yeah, a little bit. Now, let let me uh, let me see if I if I'm on the right page here. Um, it's basically the mind control projects from the CIA, like from the 50s and things right. of that nature. I, I'm familiar to a certain degree, man, but I would love to go into more detail. This, well, are the you easy, familiar, Mike? No, okay. No. Okay. The easiest way to explain MKUltra, and this is, this is another one that's not introductory right, at man, any yeah, level. Right, I mean, right. this, this isn't something, you know, you can come out to the average person and begin talking about without them just immediately flipping their switch off. Exactly. Kind of like the reptiles. I mean, you know. Exactly. You know, Mind control is such a, I, I don't know what it is if it's if it's such a loaded term right, right. to most people, but the easiest way to break it down, what MKUltra is, is that it was the CIA's initial experiments with mind control. Right. This began during or at the tail end of World War II, okay. and the initial purpose of it was to train soldiers how to resist POW captivity. Mm, okay to keep the mind from breaking, gotcha. essentially. So it was essentially mapping out the human brain and being able to crack it, gotcha. I guess. Right. Now, this ended up, like most things, it evolves over time. You probably learned about this in school, or at least from documentaries or however you heard about it, where during the 1950s at movie theaters, they would show split-second images yes, on the screen of things right. that would say, right. buy popcorn, yes. drink Coke, Subliminal and it type. would spike sales. Exactly. Right. This was a part of that. Okay. And okay. it just evolved more and more over time to the point where when some of this stuff got declassified, the official explanation has always been, well, this was a very certain thing that fit a time and place, but we don't use it anymore. Right. Now, there's numerous people, numerous who have come out over the years and said, 
this never ended. Well, of course not. They changed right. the name. As I was just going to say, man, you just rebrand it. That's yeah. all you do. It's right. the same fucking thing. Until you know? we get to the point where in the media now, uh, things are so loaded right. that you know it, it's literally everywhere. Dude, I mean, you literally have quote-unquote trigger warnings and shit now. And I think that kind of fits into that. Now you've been conditioned so much right. to yeah. the point where just a simple term or two can fucking switch your, you know, flip your switch. And, and it's, it, once again, man, it's mind-boggling. And it's it's one of those things that you just, like we said before, we know something's not right. We yeah. don't know exactly what it is. Don't know how we, sure as hell, don't know how to fix it. Fuck, you can't fix it. Well, I'll tell you it, sort you know. of an aspect of it that I've always found fascinating is do you know have you ever read about operation mockingbird no i am not familiar with that one okay operation mockingbird was a product of the cold war time period and what you had happen was and this has since been declassified and like i say like i said before i don't want anybody to just buy what i'm saying 100 exactly. percent. i want you to read about it right operation mockingbird was a classified project where cia agents were sent in to be used as media journalists oh, and on-air correspondents okay. for the purpose of turning the opinion of the public to the side of the administration. I see. So there's an absolutely fascinating video on YouTube, which, and, and again, I don't think this is necessarily a Republican-Democrat thing right. like we talked about before. I think this is just... This is just... Uh, establishment? Right. right. It's yeah. establishment versus grassroots of whatever direction it goes in. Right. And there's a video where there's... Uh, he didn't work for InfoWars, so I'd hesitate to call him a citizen journalist, but I guess that's what you'd call him. Right. Uh, he walks up to Anderson Cooper at this convention where I believe it was an award show of some kind, and he confronts him about it. Right. He says... Uh, Mr. Cooper, do you know what Operation Mockingbird is? And, you know, Cooper sort of shrugs it off and laughs and goes, yeah, I, I learned about that in journalism school. Wasn't that something from the 1950s? Like, what are you getting at? And he goes, well, let me ask you a question. It says in your official biography that during the time you were in college, you worked for the CIA. Right. Because he I've goes, heard that before. I've heard that. And he goes, yeah, that's right. And he goes, well, let's make the comparison to MK Ultra, where let's just go out on a limb and say this this program never ended with the Cold War, that it was just put under another name. Now, let me ask you a question. If this program was still ongoing, what do you think one of those on-screen journalists would look like? Do you think it would look like you? Booyah. Boom. There it is. You know, once again, man, to, to in my opinion, to, to think that the CIA or other other agencies, man, I mean, maybe even going back into the Soviets, KGB, I don't think the KGB ever went away. To be, no. to, to, I mean, just once again, underground, change right. their names. But to think that these people cannot get in and influence media, right. I, I think it is just obscenely naive to think that this that kind of things cannot happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, but once again, it's one of the most powerful tools in politics. Oh, if not the most. Sure. Uh, I mean, man, I've always said the press. I mean, dude, the press is what gives us our information to change our opinions, right. or, or to form our opinions. 
And man, if there's you know things old money being number one, well, that would, that would be for sure money. Sure, yeah, man. Well, I mean, it, yeah. It, it, it's something you can't that. be. No, there's nothing. It's something you can't be naive about because when we're talking about the media, we have this noble myth in America that we have a free media. Right, right. Um, you know, anybody can just it, with any kind of perception whatsoever can look at international media right. and say. Okay, I I know on some level that if I'm getting my news from RT, that this is the voice of the Russian government. Right, right. Or I know on some level that if I'm getting my news from Al Jazeera, that I'm getting the narrative from the rich oil sheiks of the of the peninsula. Right, right. That news, in other words, is the biased opinion of. Who owns it? And and that's exactly right. I mean, man, the government—I mean, not government. Excuse me. The media are corporations, man. They're owned by big, huge corporate, you know, industries, man. Right. Corporations. And to pretend know? that that isn't the case with American media, I think, is what I was talking about. It's a noble myth exactly. that we have, yeah. and it and it's not always as blatant as you might think. I'm trying to right. or that, that right. you think we're trying to get across here that. A lot of times it can just narrow down to what stories are selected to be covered. See, you know, I was I had a little debate with a friend of mine at work. And, you know, this person is, is really very liberal. And once again, it's not a liberal conservative thing. But we were just talking about there was a news story. I can't remember exactly what it was. But Fox News, given obviously they are the more conservative, you know, that's their gimmick. Uh-huh. You know, and it's all gimmicks. Man. Mm-hmm. That's all yeah. it really is. But they had reported on a story. Once again, man, it, it, it escapes me what it was. And she was like, oh, well, you know, that's Fox News. I'm like, well, they're the only ones who are reporting on it. And and she looked like she almost had a free thought for a second, like an independent thought. And I think it scared the shit out of her, so she went back to her uh, Kool-Aid drinking. But that was my point, you know, as we were talking. I'm like, it's not about what you're being told. It's about what you're not being told. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's more important than being told something wrong is not being told something at all. I think, you know, because it's not a lie. Technically, it's not a lie. Well, we yeah. never said anything. Well, hell, man, you're not giving all that information either. So it's things like that, you know, yeah. where I think, you know, we have to be really, we don't need to distrust the media because I know that's a big thing, too. If you say you distrust me, then you're a tinfoil hat wearing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, fascist or whatever, right. you, you know, at this yeah. point. But, man, I find nothing wrong with questioning and, and just knowing what the intentions are. You know, once again, these are money-making industries, and that's what they're here to do. They're here to sell ads. Of course and, and, and they that's are. that's on paper, man. Yeah. That's not a theory. That's not a conspiracy, no. man. That's fucking truth. I mean, yeah, they're there to fact. sell fucking ads. Yeah. So, well, guys, do y'all want to take a little break right now and Absolutely. come back? Because uh, yeah. I'd like to maybe switch gears a little bit and talk about something that's really interesting to me. But we'll be right back. What's up, Puds? This is Jason from the podcast with Jason and Mike. And I want to take this opportunity to talk to y'all about GameSwap, located at 112 Northeast Court Square, right here in beautiful downtown Lincoln, North Carolina. Whether you're looking for the best new games and consoles or you're more of a retro guy like me, GameSwap has you covered. People, I'm talking everything from Atari, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, PlayStation, Xbox. Hey, there's even systems I've never even heard of before. So if you're a hobbyist, a hardcore gamer, or a collector, GameSwap is the only place to go. And maybe video games isn't your thing. Well, that's cool, too, because GameSwap is much more than just a game store. They also carry a vast selection of comic books, toys, t-shirts, and all sorts of collectibles spanning all aspects of pop culture, from science fiction, action adventure, TV, horror, and all points in between. You really just have to see it to believe it. 
So what are you waiting for? Get on down here to Game Swap and see it for yourself and tell them that the PUD sent you. All right, Puds, we're back. We're back with the Reverend Doctor in the house. And uh, What up? Brother, so far, mine is just blown. Um, this has just been an unbelievable podcast, and we're not even halfway through it. So, uh, well, Doc, I'm going to go ahead and just jump head first into something here. Buddy. All right. Uh, I sent you a message a little earlier in the week. Just uh, And for what it's worth out there, man, we're going to this thing. We, we're doing what we're calling calling it in the ring, man. We're, we're, we didn't have a lot of notes. We didn't have a lot of... Um, Really, a lot of prepare. You know, we didn't prepare no, it much. No. We just want to come in. You just want to be open. smart enough, right, man? Yeah. A blank slate, but there just was a conversation. One. Exactly, man. Exactly. Which is what we want the puds always be. You know, that's exactly what it is. But there was one thing I want to talk to you about, man. You posted something on your Facebook. Once again, I consider you to be the most interesting man on Facebook. And you had posted something that I had to show some people that I worked with. Uh-huh. So I couldn't even talk. I was like, dude, just read this shit. I can't even go into it. But uh, you posted something that, a, a very tragic situation. Before we go too much further, we're not making light of this situation. We're not, you know, what happened. We're talk, I'm going to talk about the Las Vegas shooting right. is what we're about mm-hmm. to go into. And uh, so we don't want to take anything away from that tragedy. We don't t- take anything away from how, you know, just utterly sad and, and, and hurtful it was what happened. But you had posted something that, that showed a connection between that event and a Saudi Arabian royal family assassination. A coup going plot. on within it. What the fuck, dude? T- t- tell us, because, man, I, I know a little bit, but I don't know shit. I, I want to get it straight. Well, where, you, do, where do you want to start? From the beginning, brother. From, from you, you tell me. Shit, let's see. Mike, are you familiar with this? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I've seen. Okay, okay. Okay. Well, basically, if you really want to understand what went on, you have to. And, and this this is going to overlap a lot. You know, the Las Vegas shooting, and there's a coup that's been ongoing within the royal family of Saudi Arabia. So before I even launch into that, one, one thing to sort of clarify and get out of the way is there, there's a number of terms that I think are, are really loaded terms, especially with the media. And... One thing to get out of the way is when I talk about this being, you know, uh, or when you talk about any shooting being Islamic terrorism, there's a difference you have to factor in between, you know, uh, a religion where a, the radicalized form of a religion versus, you know... Like a mainstream more... Right. Right, right. Now, you know, for example, I'm not going to get out on a limb and w- if I talk about Christianity... I'm not going to say that the variation funded by militias who, you know, bomb abortion clinics right. is the mainstream form of it. Or Exactly. Th- right. I know there's a difference between Judaism versus Zionism. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And on the same hand, you have to take into consideration there's a difference between Islam and what's called Wahhabism, which is the radical variant. Got you. Got you. Now, Wahhabism, I don't know if you know very much about it. It's the... It's a variation on Islam that came about in the early to mid-1800s. Oh. So it's founded on two, two tenets, I guess, two, two pillars that it comes upon. The first one is the idea of the singularness or the oneness of God. Okay. Um, it, you, know, you see attacks of uh, Wahhabi terrorists that are committed against 
Christians off the idea that it's a, a triune God uh-huh. or the idea that, you know, Jews aren't legit because they've converted the message of Abraham and Moses into a blood thing. Gotcha. And you can go on and on with that. The The second pillar of it is the idea that I don't know how much either you guys know about uh, theology or how in-depth with it you are, <clears throat> but Muslims understand the Quran to be something very different than Christians understand the Bible to be. Okay. The Bible is essentially a collection of scrolls and stories that were compiled over about a 4,000, 5,000-year period. Right. The Quran, on the other hand, is considered to be the literal word of the angel Gabriel, which the prophet Muhammad channeled. Right. 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 And he, he memorized it. The word Quran literally means the recitation. Okay. Right. So that's why, for example, when you see people holding uh, rallies, you know, in Bible Belt states, you'll get uh, some preacher who wants to burn a Quran, and it's always met with real outcry it's because right. it's understood to be a little bit different than gotcha. the bible is it's the idea that it's literally destroying you know the, the literal word, word of god because I, I know man uh because for christians you know you can write in your bible you can make notes you can circle things you can right. do this with the quran and you know of course correct me if i'm wrong but you cannot deface a quran no. in any way so right there's a fundamental Right. Mus- Muslims I- are very proud of the fact that the Quran, not a single word has changed of it. Right. Can I can I hop in here right quick on something, not, not to take away from the conversation, but what is it about, you know, I've talked to you about this before, what is it about white people and... and Just and, and you they, stop right there. <laughs> what is it about white people, are, they are so fast to burn... Anything, 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 records, anything. books, <laughs> goddamn man. We were just talking about this shit like last books, week, man. Records, records, <laughs> Qurans, Quran. yeah. crosses, C- cross, crosses. There you go, man. I mean, anything. Uh, Nike people, shoes, N- Nikes, man. White people put down the matches is what we're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have an answer for that. I know, man. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's a good point. I it mean, is. yeah, yeah I we. Mean, Especially with the records and the books and the crosses. I mean, yeah, man. Let's. If there know. is anything threatening, in any way, why people burn should... that shit? Boy. Yeah, they <laughs> will burn that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it, man. Good. I mean, good. Good observation on that, man. This <laughs> is true. It is, it is. It never ceases to amaze. That shit scares the fuck out of me. Burn that motherfucker. Yeah. There you go. In 2018. Here we are again. You know, Nikes, motherfucker. I want them Nikes. Nikes. Give me them motherfuckers. I, I, lo- I love the clash that goes on. You know. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you'll hear. Listen here, yeah. Uh, you know, cuck or soy yeah. boy. Uh, you know, facts don't care about your feelings. But then on the other hand, I'm burning all my shoes. Yeah, I mean, come <laughs> on, man. Burning, burning those jerseys, burning those shoes. Fuck me yeah. running, man. There's people yeah. out here that you know don't have a fucking shirt on their back, man. You know, but buddy, well, give yeah, them, to, give them to some I of those homeless you, vets. And, and I saw you post, yeah, Ben. Really. I saw you post something about that. You know. Legit. Uh, well, not yeah. not too long ago about, hey, instead of burning these things. Give them to somebody. Give them to somebody that can use them. Well, you know, just to talk about that. We'll get back into the, we'll get back into the Vegas thing. But, you know, just kind of talk about that too, man. It's just like, you, you want people to protest. You don't want people burning down fucking right. neighborhoods right. and businesses yeah. to protest. But then when you want to come out and take a knee, 
which is pretty goddamn laid back yeah. form of protest. Well, we can't do that either. It's like, come on, man. I mean, that's all I want to say about that. That's all I want to say about that. That's a whole other issue. It's like, you know. For sure. You know, protest is a part of America. Yeah. And, you know. But anyway, brother, back back to a lighter subject. The, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We'll call it a lighter yeah, subject. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. The second pillar of Wahhabism, like I was talking about, is the idea of that there's a fundamental difference in understanding between the Bible and the Quran right. as it applies to Christians as opposed to Muslims. So one of the ideas that you see pop up is that because this is the literal word of God which was channeled, that because it was revealed in 7th century Arabia, that it stands to reason by clerical opinion that this time period was the pinnacle of civilization to an extent in the eyes of, you know, God or the divine. Gotcha, gotcha. So, because of that, there's another logical move you have to make where clerical opinion becomes, okay, all innovations since then are inherently sinful or wrong. I see, man, because it's already mm-hmm. peaked out. Right. We've peaked, and now we're on the downswing. We're on the decline. I right. Got you. So okay, it's gotcha. it's inherently wrong, I guess, to, to innovate over the word of the divine. I see. Okay. So all social and political revolutions that came about since that time period, whether they be democracy, whether they be civil rights, whether they be, um, you know, uh, uh, any sort of sexual movements or anything, they're inherently wrong. I see. Okay. So, now, the majority of all Muslims on the planet, in a lot of ways, find Wahhabism to be sort of ridiculous. Sure, sure. Just like a Christian would think, you know, bombing an abortion clinic is fucking wrong. Right. Right. But one thing that you have to take into account is that it's, ever since it was first um, codified, I guess, in the 1800s, is that it's been extremely influential in a lot of circles. Um. You know, it's the it's the variation of Islam that's followed by the Islamic State, by groups like Boko Haram, by the Taliban, and on and on. And it, the big one to keep in mind is it's the official religion of the royal family of Saudi Arabia. Right. And those guys have spent hundreds of billions of dollars over the last several decades pumping it out worldwide. Right. And in a lot of ways, um, funding mosques in, uh, in poor neighborhoods in Western countries, mm-hmm. in prisons that uh, yes. are going to take people who are already marginalized right. and say, well, this is the reason for why you have a shit situation in life. And here's our answer to make you a better person. Right. 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 So Saudi Arabia, uh, the royal family anyway, are the ones who really bear a brunt of the blame for a lot of the shit that's gone on. So if you really want to talk about the Las Vegas shooting, now just sort of shelving, that what I already said. The what it really goes back to is fracking. Yes. Now, are are you guys familiar with? Yes. Yes, to to yeah. a certain degree, man. Right. Okay. About our attempts at harnessing energy right. here at home that took away money from the Gulf states. Got you for right. oil sales. Now, fracking sort of became where where it was rather where you started seeing a lot of these uh, 
Gulf Peninsula states pumping money into the Democratic Party. Okay. And the reason why is just sort of a marriage of convenience, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, um, Democrats, by and large, tend to support environmental causes. Sure, absolutely, right. Whereas, and, you know, there, there's been a ton, ton of press over the, the last decade about fracking, you know, how bad oh, yeah. it is the environmental right. uh, consequences and ramifications from it. The Saudis, on the other hand, have pumped money into anti-fracking causes because it's cutting into their pocket. Sure, right. right. Makes sense. Right. right. So that was when you started seeing, um, you know, news and blurbs that would come out on Fox News where it would say, well, the, the Saudis and the Qataris and uh, the Kuwaitis, the Emiratis, all these groups, they're in bed with the Democratic Party. They were pumping money into the Hillary campaign, right. into the Obama presidency, and so on. So, do you guys remember Trump's meeting with, uh, when, when he went over to yes. Saudi Arabia, there was yes, a picture yes, that uh, went viral online of him holding that orb. You're right, yeah. right, yes, yes. And everybody was sort of going, man, what the fuck is that? It looked like some shit off a fucking metal album or something. I mean, it, yeah, it, it did. It, it looked ominous. It looked like a Megadeth album. Yeah, cover. I mean, literally. So, there's been all kinds of theories that have come out since then. And the the main idea that, that sort of overlaps with all of them is that Trump's visit, that the true purpose of it was him meeting with them and saying, you know, okay, we'll help you guys restructure your economy, right. but we've got a few demands right. that we want to make. So, you know, there's a number of things that have happened in Saudi Arabia since then. You, you know, and not just the obvious ones. The obvious ones are being like, okay, women are driving cars. The greatest like Royal Rumble. Now. The greatest right. Royal Rumble hits. You know, the I'm, the biggest, the biggest though that I think really kind of flew under everybody's radar. And nobody made a connection on is after that visit. The major thing that happened on the world stage was ISIS magically ran out of ammo. You started seeing a downswing with them, and you really started. And seeing six months that, later, yeah. they were essentially gone. I mean, gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, when you start looking at those two things, though, that's where you start noticing a lot of overlap. Right. And this coup within the royal family sort of boils down to that there was one faction within them that very much supported the westernization of the country, that you know wanted to see money pumping into it, that wanted to see the country become more modern, right. more I progressive. Guess. For, right. right. But there's another faction within it that says, you know, fuck that. This is business as usual. And so when it came to definancing ISIS, when it came to, uh, you know, defunding a lot of these groups around the world that are, that are jihadist movements and passing Western reforms within the country, they were very, very bitter about it. Right. So... That's sort of the backstory that you have to understand with the Las Vegas shooting is the climate going into it. Right. So this guy who, uh, Stephen Paddock. Right. Are you really familiar, like, with his backstory? Uh, what I have looked into, and, and not really, to, to answer that question would be no. Uh, but what little bit I have, this guy looked like he lived a hell of a life, man. I mean, for one, I know he was kind of all over the place. It looks like he didn't really have roots, as far as I right. can tell. Well, 
his uh, he owned a private plane that the last three owners were on records being CIA agents. Right, right. Yeah. So, and he took a number of uh, trips to the Philippines. Right. Over the years, and now, I mean, this is almost going to be a whole other subject in and of itself. But the woman who was supposedly his wife. Right. Now, this area of the Philippines, I don't know if you guys have monitored this at all or kept up within the news, but the Philippines, starting, I guess, probably around 2015, 2016, it had become a hotbed of ISIS activity. Oh, no, that all I did not know. Yeah. I wasn't aware no. of that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, an absolute hotbed, which which is sort of unusual. I mean, I guess it, it is that, it is the fringe part of that part of the world because, right. you know, at, at one point in history, the... Uh, Islamic Empire, I guess, stretched from Spain to China. Exactly. Right. right. So, you know, Indonesia and the Philippines has uh, has a pretty long history of Islam and all different uh, denominations and sects within it. But I guess probably around 2015, 2016, it started becoming a real hotbed of ISIS activity. Right. So this woman uh, that the media claimed was his wife there's been a number of people who've come out since then who've said she wasn't his wife, she was his translator. Oh, really? Okay, now I haven't heard that. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, beyond that, though, there was another uh, piece of news that really flew under the radar that came uh, about three, four months ago, I believe, where she had applied for a loan, and on her information, she put, uh, I'm a government agent. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So she, like, slipped. Yeah. Pretty much slipped up. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So he was definitely connected. Yes. That's the way it's yeah, looking, brother. Well connected. Whether he was an asset or what exactly he was, I mean, that's sort of a. I mean, it's also there's information that's come out that said he had a lot of stuff to do with JPL with NASA. Oh, okay. No, I haven't so, heard that either. So I mean, th- this was a guy who was really all over the place, and who exactly he was is sort of a matter of speculation. But the one thing that you know, you can be totally comfortable saying is he's not who they say he was. Exactly. Well, it's again a, a pattern that we're yeah. seeing here. Exactly. So, this hotel in Las Vegas, um, the top several floors of it are owned by the Saudi royal family. Right. Okay. So the question I got for you, well, both you guys really, is when the the shooting happened. What was your opinion on the official narrative that came about? <sighs> Man, like like anything else on the news, I, I did question. I was just, you know, my whole thing was like, why? That was my thing. Yeah. It was like, who is this guy? Why is he opening up on this concert? A country concert as well, you know. It's like, does that have a connection? You know, I was, because, you know, you would think more conservatives. I, I looked at it politically. Yeah. My, to be completely honest with my you. My question was, how? How the fuck do you break that glass, <laughs> man? No, yeah, that how, was hurricane-proof how, glass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Every, right. Everything about it, you know, the the amount of, of stuff that he had in there, you know, and, and actually, you know, Cause accomplishing it. How how did this happen? Yeah, and he did have a lot of shit. Yeah, he, I mean, well, like, th- I mean, that's sort of, that's the official story they tell is he somehow got enough guns and ammo that. <laughs> You know, I mean, enough for an entire army platoon. Yeah, right. He could, Through he a Las Vegas hotel where you can't even talk about counting cards without it being picked no up. No shit, for right. real, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so much security at yeah. these places, and you've got the such, you know, going back to the class itself, man. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And it was still, to me, it was always like, why would this guy do this, you know? And what was the official story? Because I got so out well, of well, the... How much, how, how much weapon weaponry did he have up there, and how much did he use? To my knowledge, it was only supposed to be the one, the one rifle. 
yeah. or whatever. But I think it was a, a belt-fed weapon, I think, was the story they gave on the news. Yes, sir, yeah. But, man, I mean, apparently he had, like, a shitload of stuff up there, which kind of fits into to the theory, to the, the quote-unquote conspiracy well, I don't think theory. That was, yeah. that was all of it that was up there. Wasn't he supposedly had stuff in his vehicle? As well? no, I don't know that. I don't sure. know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I thought some explosives. I know maybe some thermite. I think all that was in the room. I believe. Might have been. Was I it think, all I think that so. in the room? I think so. I'm okay. not 100. percent Well, well they I say mean, they either. they found. They supposedly found a casing for weapons that didn't even match right. anything up there. Right. So yeah. you know how did that happen, man? I mean, are, are these rounds getting shot off before? And know? there was other stories that they never really went anywhere with that he had set up cameras that were recording what was I, going out in the hallways. Yeah, I remember hearing that, about that. Yeah. And, and that didn't seem to make a lot of right. sense. You it, know? it doesn't make sense unless you take into account the idea that there was a meeting that was going to happen. Right. Which is kind of feeding back into the, the connection. Right. Right. So where I was saying before is the top several floors of that hotel were owned by the Saudi royal family. And mm-hmm. if you look, there was a prince who had been staying there for a month beforehand. Right. And what this all sort of revolves around is the idea that this was an assassination attempt. Right, right. And it it all relates back to the coup that was going on within the royal family. So there was, um, do you remember what the kill count was exactly? Oh, shit, man. I don't. It was at least double digits, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It was at least a dozen, I believe. But I can't remember exactly how many. 58? 58. 58. And how many injured? Uh, oh shit! Eight hundred and fifty-one. Fuck! I didn't know it was to that which, degree, man. Uh, I which four hundred were were by gunfire, right? But in that ensuing, with like the stampedes, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Damn, man. So the, one of the common themes that you see pop up again and again is the idea that there was uh, a hotel staff employee who he had gone missing for about three days and then he resurfaced on the Ellen show, I believe to get interviewed. Yes. Yeah, so that seems like I remember hearing about this, right? Yeah. So the story or the narrative that sort of evolves when you really read into it is that this was the prince who was staying there had gotten tipped off. Okay. He got told, okay, there's, there's an attempt out on you. So he got out of the hotel and it became a whole other operation because the two places that were fired at were at the crowd down below, and it, there was an airport across the street. Oh, no, I didn't know about the airport. Yeah. Now, Ben, isn't there some footage of the Prince actually being, like, escorted out of, of somewhere? It seems like I saw a YouTube video yeah. where it was a security camera, and it showed somebody in the royal family or somebody associated with the family who were, was, like, urgently taken out of this place. Is that – am I right on that? No, man? you're right. I can't oh, okay. remember the title of the video, but that, that exists. I, I couldn't – Point you in, I can point you in the direction by saying to that's what to look for, though. I got you, but but the timestamps and the, the time that all this happens, man, coincides. Right. Like, yeah, this and is all yeah. they do show the, a, a the time, time the time yeah. period of what they say are like the missing minutes for when the the hotel staff employee went missing would have been that time period when he slipped out of the building. Right, right. Like it, like the time makes sense. Like in other words, they can put it down and they can actually track this thing out. Yeah, you know? right. And what a lot of these police officers, <coughs> excuse me, have. Uh, have said is that because they've been put under a gag order, what they theorize is that the reason why this isn't being picked up and run with by the media is because it reveals some sort of involvement with what's going on with the Saudi royal family and that if the American public knew that you know we had 58 people 
58 American civilians get right. killed, and what was the number? 850 something injured. Injured. Right. right. That's that's so much collateral damage that you know they'd be oh, there'd be an outcry. Absolutely, man. And I hate to to make light. I'm not making light of the situation. So the term I'm about to use is not trying to make light, but it would be a PR nightmare. Is what it exactly. Would be. Right. It's what it would be. So exactly. there's obvious reasons why you want to try to once again do damage control, quote unquote damage control with this thing, you know. But now, as far as the weapons being in the room and how that connects, there, well, I'll let you go. I'm sorry. I'm about to kind of jump ahead of it a little bit. But it basically it just shows that Paddox may have been an arms dealer. Is that kind of what the the working theory? That's is? That's sort of a consensus. Right. Right. And that he was actually going to be making, or there was going to be a purchase made, or something like that, and apparently it goes south, or so, something like that, and then that, that's kind of what opened up this entire right. yeah. tragic situation. That was an initial theory that emerged, was that, do you remember during the Obama administration there was the Fast and Furious scandal? Yes, I do. Yes, yes, okay. I do. Can you explain that a little bit? Well, the way I understand it, once again, man, I, I'm, I'm not that, um, you know, that... Uh, was researched on this stuff. But the way I understand it, man, it was a sting where they sent arms to the cartels in Mexico. Right. And it was to basically track these guns mm-hmm. and to see how the the traffic gun running was happening. Right. But apparently, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Ben, but apparently they lost track of the guns or somehow or another, but they all ended up killing some people. Yeah, they did. And, um, and so, in other words, the Obama administration... By trying to track this gun running, supply these cartels with weapons that ended up killing um, American citizens. So this was an initial theory that popped up with regards to the Vegas shooting was that <clears throat> rather than a cartel, this was an ISIS cell right. in America being okay. right. But and, and for a lot of people, I think that made a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, it which does. I mean, especially considering the footage or, or the camera that was set up in the hallway. Which, if you were committing a mass shooting, why would you set up? cameras in the hallway it doesn't make any sense if you were on like some sort of suicide mission but if you were there to document a sale or a purchase being made it makes all the sense in the world especially at that level you yeah. know what i'm saying with these kinds of people man to have everything documented so let me ask you ben kind of kind of fast forward a little bit to the actual shooting itself what what's the explanation in this theory why now now in this theory paddocks is not the shooter in the theory that we're talking about here as far as the connection is that fair to say or that's sort of where it gets a little muddy. Is that okay? All right. Because it it could have been something where he was framed. Right. Which could make sense. It also makes sense, the idea that this was something that went south. and That's kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, obviously. Now, look, man, once again, let me say it, Puds. Right. I don't know, man. I fucking right. don't know. I know it's what, tragic. What turned? What, ex- what exactly turned from that, that moment where it was supposed well, the to be idea, one thing going totally to, 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 to something that. totally different. Now, right. the idea that it was Fast and Furious length was something that emerged very early on right. after it happened. But when the picture started really sort of revealing itself in full like, as a composite picture, rather, that was where the Saudi narrative sort of picked up. Started mm-hmm. coming in. Because I know when I read what you posted, I, it blew my fucking mind. Because yeah. not only was it just, it almost sounds like a fucking movie, man. I mean, yeah. really, it does. It sounds right. like Smoking Aces yeah. or some shit, you know. 
But the way that these people were connecting the times, mm-hmm. and they had the footage to to show how all this stuff theoretic. Once, man, I think this is the absolute definition of conspiracy theory because this is a this is theory. It is. Know? It's absolute theory, and it's obviously conspiracy, you know. But man, to me, as far as any modern situations that I've heard that have a theory attached to it, this is the one that fascinated me the most. Right. You know, you it know. took the it took that hotel. I don't even know how long. Well over a year after people going online and saying, why haven't you released any footage right. of him even in the hotel? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I believe it was around a year later, a year to the date, where they put out footage of him getting in an elevator. And the, it was never something that was really even put up on the news. It was just something that popped up uh, online in a number of places. Right. And then all these people said, you had a year to make this. Right, man. Why? Why are you waiting this long to come out with it now? Why? You, yeah. Like, there's a lot of. This could be photoshopped. This could be anything. Fuck right, yeah, man. Right. Fuck yeah. Especially after a year. Hell yeah, man. You can produce all kinds of yeah. shit in a year. Um, well, you know, guys, man. I tell you, that one. That one was one I really wanted to get into today. Yeah. Um, we can get further into it oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, man. This is just. A, we're just wetting our toes right now, man. Getting into all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, Mike, I know we're probably getting close to uh, game swap opening up, man. So. We got some questions for the Reverend here that we want to oh, get yeah, to, definitely. Absolutely. And before we go any further, once again, Ben or Reverend Doctor, excuse me, brother. There you <laughs> I, go. I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the real name every once in a while. Thank you again for coming, man. Before we oh, start wrapping this thing up, I just want to tell you that I appreciate it. This has been right. I can't speechless, man. Yeah. I'm speechless. Oh, uh, I know. This has just been something else. But Mike, you got some questions that you wanted to ask? Absolutely. Man, and, uh, well, I know I've got one right off the bat. Um, then we'll get to the other ones right quick. Uh, I'd always want to know because uh, I feel this way a lot. It's your, it's your last day on Earth. You know you're gonna gonna go, or you've already expired, and you want to know that one question. That one. What is the truth behind this one conspiracy? What is the absolute truth behind? I just want to know. The number one. What conspiracy is it? Ooh, it's damn. a tough one. That's a hard one, I talked bro. to you about this yeah, the we, other day. we talked because, about this one, yeah. You know, if, if there's one, I would say, do I want to know um, what actually happened? Uh, and then I get the truth. Either I'm bummed out about it. Right. For not thinking you know, what I, I believed happened. To be true, right. Yeah. Or... You know, it's just, okay, you get bummed out about it because, you know. Because it happened. It's yeah, true. it happened, right. Either <laughs> way, man, you're kind of fucked. Either yeah. way, man, it's damn But you, you have to know. You but, have to know right. this one. You can only know this one. Which one would it be? That's a hell of a question. Well, I'll, I'll answer it by, by phrasing it as a question to both of you. In your opinion, who's the power behind the throne on the world scene? Wow. That's a... That's Got huge. That that I mean, and there that, that doesn't get any bigger than that. And, and that's it, man. That's really I think yeah. what it boils down to. That fuck you, because I was gonna say aliens. That I would have been like, I like to know okay. if aliens are really not huge, you know. Right. I'm into stuff like that, but I think that one is is the fucking question, man. I mean, it's like who yeah. is the power? Yeah. Is it the president? I don't think so. No. No, not really. I mean, I mean, obviously he's. I think it goes deeper than the Rothschilds, man. On down the fucking line, man. We will definitely. 
And Reverend, next time you're on here, we're definitely getting to the Rothschilds, the Illuminati. We, I kind of wish we got on it today, but we, but we this is not. Mm-hmm. The That's the subject time. for a yeah. show in and of itself. Oh yes. yeah, man. The next time that you're on, we'll we'll probably do Illuminati or something well, like, like that. Nobility. This is a good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. This is a good you know introduction to the subject. Yes. And, you know this this is kind of like a like a uh, like a like a floater like like a uh, um, like a little. Uh, Taste testing of all there the you, like a sampling, man, a sampling, yeah, yeah. just like a sampling yes. platter. It's just this is the introduction to it, you know. And guess what? We're gonna have the main courses later on down the line. Right. That little appetizers. This was, this was appetizers. the appetizers. Yeah. Appetizers, man. In other yeah. words, we try to get Pudville woke. Right. And there ain't but one motherfucker I know who's gonna wake up fucking Pudville, and that's the Reverend Doctor. That's right. That's the you man that's in the house. Yeah. That's what's up. Now, this is something we do for all the guests. You come on. Uh, um, I had to modify it a little bit from the original top three threes to the top three fives. Okay, all just right, because man. So we, uh, we uh, upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> all right. There's so much going on and, and so much you know that that's been added to to our put agenda. The put agenda. We, we, we've had that. to add on. <laughs> so Ben, I'm gonna hit you with these top three wrestlers of all time. Your favorite top three wrestlers. I say Roman Reigns three times. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, oh you nah. can. <laughs> Are you that big old Reigns? Not really. Oh, <laughs> hey, but here in Pudville, man, anything hey, goes. Joey Ryan, Joey Ryan, Joey Ryan. Easy, easy. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man, top threes are—it's tough. That, that man. is a bitch. It is. It's right tough. It, is. it really is. Um, I'm gonna put Ric Flair up there. Got to, man. You got yep. to. For all kinds of reasons. Absolutely. Let's see. Let's go with Undertaker. All right, good call. Yeah. That's a good call. And. I almost want to do a new one, but man, you you, you know what I'm talking about. That's uh, you, you really can't, brother. Trust. Yes. Oh yeah, that's a weekly theme. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm gonna go with Andre. Got to wow. man. That's uh, a fucking yeah. solid top solid. three, brother. Yeah, solid. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah, a good. Yeah. One. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's see. Top three musicians slash bands. Man, we were talking about this a little bit outside. Uh, I'm a huge, huge hip-hop head going way, way back. For my number one, I'm going to say it's a close tie between Public Enemy and NWA. You know how I feel about those guys, man. Fucking legends. What's your favorite uh, Public Enemy track? Uh, probably Welcome to the Terror Dome, man. That, Terror that Dome. one gets me to fuck off, man. Yeah. That one always gets me to fuck off. Burn Hollywood Burns a good one, man. You got yeah. fucking uh, Ice Cube and uh, goddamn, who's the other? Is it Cool Moe D? No, uh, no, no, Big no. Daddy Kane. Yeah, Big Daddy yeah. Kane, yes, man. Um, they're, they're, I mean, they're all this shit, dude. Yeah. I almost just look at his albums like just Fear of a Black Planet. Just yeah. Put that motherfucker on yeah. and let it ride, man. I have a hard time picking uh, Black Steel and the Hour of Chaos. That's good. Fight shot. the power. Fight the power. Well, those man. are probably yeah, like yeah, two yeah. of the top ones, but then you also got Night of the Living Baseheads, Baseheads Rebel that, Without a Pause. Yeah, man. It, it's, yeah. Everything they did, man, that group, one yeah. of the most important groups. Their time, first four so albums are, are perfect. Fucking, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, yeah. they're they're the gauge. They're yeah. the fucking gauge. Yeah. And NWA, man, come on, straight out of Compton, fuck, come on. Yeah. 
Um, Show me something yep. better than that. Let's see, my number two, I'm going to do a tie again. I'm going to say a tie between The Clash and Joy Division. Cool. Nice. Cool. Cool. Love Joy There's Division. There's so many honorable mentions. Um, for my number three, you know what? When I, when I was coming up, it was the late 80s, early 90s. And so the stuff that was really big back in those days, you know, I'm not really big into punk or metal really right the stuff i keep coming back to over and over again just in you know shit i listen to on my own is a lot of the rock music that came around at the time and all the hip-hop that came out i'm gonna go with nirvana for my number three yeah i mean even though they're not a band i listen to all the time you know just from the time when i was coming up as a kid uh nobody was bigger man yeah, I mean nobody was at bigger than Nirvana at that time. For I sure. mean, I mean it for real, man. They they did change the landscape. I mean they did, and I'm just glad we got to experience that. You know, I don't know if the kids coming up today will actually have a musical movement like right. we had. You yeah, because we had sure. grunge and hip and, sure. and gangster rap, man. Both yeah. of the, and even industrial. That was well, that, that's it's that, something man. you'll never you'll never see happen again. No. And I'll say, you know, like we talked before, that came out of that Bush era. Yeah, yeah. Know, just, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, you're right, man, absolutely. Well, the music industry is totally different now because yeah. downloading really, I mean, for, for better or worse, it's it's made music way more convenient. Sure, And it's sure. putting it back in the consumer's hand. But at the same time, it killed the traditional record industry and yeah. MTV. Exactly, right. exactly. So there will never be a hype machine the way there like was it. then. No, no. No. We, we got to experience no. it really at its peak. And honestly, man, as it burned out, I mean, it burned bright. Right. You know, but, yeah. man, we got yeah. to experience it, and that, that's awesome. Yeah. You know. Um, let's see. Next top three movies. <sighs> that's almost harder than music. It is. <laughs> it is, um, man. <laughs> let me ask this. For, for both of you, what are your top threes? Oh, for movies? Yeah. Oh, man. We uh, did that last... Yeah, and I know. I went back on mine and I was like, "Well, I forgot this movie. I forgot this movie." You went for the classics, Mike. I did. <laughs> you went for like Citizen Kane and shit. I'm like, I ain't never seen that shit. I mean, Citizen Kane, Phantasm. Phantasm. Uh, wow, what was my other one on that one? I, I've almost already forgotten. Uh, I can't oh, remember. Holy crap. Um, and then I started thinking later. I was like, oh, well, shit, I didn't say that one. This one, this one, and this, this one. one. And, and it's tough. It is. It's really, it's it really is. tough. I know one of my top three that me and Ben have one in common. Well, I don't know if it's in your top three, but it's definitely, hell, it might be my top, man. That's Days and Confused. That's you know? a good I one. I love that fucking movie. Yeah. That's one you can go back. I, I go back and watch it about once a year, honestly. Me, me too. Me because too. one of the things I've found is that it's not, it's billed as a movie about high school. But it's not a teen movie. It's about how you remember high school. Exactly, right. man. Exactly. Yeah. You can and, uh, you can look at that movie, and especially if you grew up in a small town, you can look at every single like, character yes. and say, "I know that person." You're damn right, man. Right. Yeah, especially in yeah. a football town. Like yeah. Lincoln's a football town in that movie. Oh God, yeah. Almighty, yeah. man, you can so relate to it. Uh, Fear and Loathing is is in my top three. Yep. And uh, probably Empire Strikes Back, man. To yep. be honest with you, just to yeah. take it back because that movie meant so much to me as a as a kid and even as an adult. You know. Yeah. That's, that's that's my top three, man. It's hard for me to put any of those over the other one, but yeah. I can almost break out Days of Confused. I have to be in the mood for Fear and Loathing, and even for Empire, I have to be in the mood. I could put in Days of Confused, man. I could put it on right now. Yeah. You know. The easy, the the best way I could explain it is I, I sort of like a cross between really lowbrow shit and really highbrow shit. Yeah, right on. And it seems like when a movie's able to combine those two in a 
way that's um, interesting to watch, right. I guess, yeah. those tend to end up becoming my favorite movies. Um, a good example I could give of that would be Blade Runner, would be Videodrome. Okay. Videodrome's fucking wow. great, man. Yeah. yeah, great. Movies like that, or, um, God, let's see, uh, Kids, Gummo, you ever seen those? Yep. Well, and I haven't seen yep. Gummo, but Kids was yeah. tremendous, man. Gummo, Gummo's going to be, I'm going to go yeah. ahead and say that's one of my top three. Now, I have to go back and check that one out. I, yeah. I'm not familiar with that one. Kids was the shit, man. Yeah. That that was almost like the quintessential 90s movie. Yeah. yeah. It really was, man. I got no legs. I got no... I'm, all right. Anyway, that that yeah. shit stuck with me, man. I mean, that that dude coming on the skateboard flipped me the fuck out. But, uh, great. Yeah, that's some, yeah. Good, that's some good calls, man. Yeah. Good selections. This next one, though, I want to know is your top three books. Yeah. That, one's, that was the one I'm looking forward to hearing. Yeah. All right, I'm going to phrase that as a question again, you guys, because I, I haven't heard the segments where y'all both explain it. Oh, uh, man, I, mine, I don't read a lot. I'm just going to be honest right, with right. you, unless they're fucking math books or physics books, which I can get a little, you know, anyway. I haven't read for entertainment in a while, I can truly say. Uh, probably A Time to Kill is my favorite, the John Grissom book. They made that into a great movie as well. Mm -hmm. That book was fucking amazing. Um, let's see. I, I'm a big Carl Hyacin fan. I'd say Skin Tight's probably my second favorite because, in my opinion, that was his his best book. And honestly, man, my third choice is a Star Trek book. It was uh, called Crossover. Not not really right. deemed that great, but man, it was it was the next generation and the old generation novel, and I loved it, man. I, I read it, and it was, yeah. I got I got to go with my top three on that one. Right. No, nothing too. Uh, Philosophical, or yeah. you know, too deep or anything, you know. <laughs> I say, what did I say? The Stand. That's a good one. Um, Stephen King. I've the never stand. been able to finish The Stand. Really? Yeah. Uh, I've picked it up a number uh, of times over the years, and I make a little dent in it. And <laughs> it's a huge book. Well, God damn, but man! I stayed it's, with yeah. it. I stayed with it and knocked it out. I love. I, I finished it too. Yeah. Love that. Um, Took me five years, but goddamn, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, Felt like it. Uh, Hunter Thompson's Hell's Angels. Okay, that was another one of my favorites. Though. Just that, that one for me is so, somehow that one grabbed me more than anything else. Really, right? Uh, well, I mean, Hunter, Hunter, I mean you know, everything else that he has is fantastic. But for Obviously. some reason, that one just, just got me. Right, right. And um, gosh, what was the third one? Oh boy. Um, See, the doctor got us on the damn seat now. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I flipped it. Flipped the script Gosh. on us, brother. Uh, wow, I, I can't even remember the third one offhand. Uh, it's good. I mean, you know, wow. I can't remember what it was either, brother. Hell, I was here when you said it, man. I know. Fuck, I don't remember shit. <laughs> I know. Wow. Um, the Holy Bible. No, well, yeah. That's a good story. Um, wow, I, I can't remember offhand what what else it was. I can't remember either, brother. I don't know. Hey, I'm gonna kick my my <laughs> ass. I won't ask for it for not. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Fill in the blank on this. Fill one, in then. the blank on that. We'll go back. <laughs> back to the we'll episode. get. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure out yeah. which episode it's yeah. on. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't read a ton of fiction. Um, the. The authors I really like a lot from the the fiction I, I do read. When I do is I, I like William S. Burroughs. I like J.G. Ballard. I like both of those guys a lot. Um, God, let's see. I read a lot of uh, uh, religious or theological books. Um, 
I mean, I, I'm not going to do any kind of pretentious shit and try to say, okay, yeah, my top three books are the King James Bible. Thank you. The, Thank you. The Lotus Sutra, the Quran, all that. <laughs> right, right. Thank you um, for that. Yeah. God. Okay, one of them I'm going to say is, uh, I'm going to do a tie. Uh, Thus Spoke Zarathustra and Will to Power by Nietzsche. Okay. I don't so, yeah. know either one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you were educating some putts today. I'm over here like, I have to look this. I, I want to look this stuff up. That's right. And yeah, that's part. That's part of the show, man. Fuck you know, yeah, just putting stuff out there, just say, hey, check this out. Hell, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, man. yeah it's maybe, absolutely. Maybe you never, never checked out. I'm gonna say, right. Um, I'll, I'll throw a fiction in. What the hell? I'll say, uh, Naked Lunch by William S. Burroughs. I read that when I was younger, man. I don't remember much from it, but it was wild. What yeah. I do remember. And for my number three, I'll do a tie and sort of tie into the show. I'm going to say Behold a Pale Horse Thanks. by Cooper. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah And I'm, I'm going to say yeah. uh, Decline of the West by Oswald Spengler. Nice. Okay. Like I said, going back to that Behold a Pale Horse, in my opinion, especially well, for me personally, for sure, that's like the Bible of conspiracy theories. It you know, is. That was what introduced me. And what was the other ones, Mike? All right, the last one, top three. Uh, conspiracy slash mystery. I think we should all do this one since Ben's here. Let Let's all discuss that one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll go first, man. Do Fuck you go it, man. first? I, I want to oh. go first, man, because uh, yeah, man. So number three, I, I'm gonna try to go from my bottom to the top. I guess you know number three, man. I'll start with JFK because that's probably the first time I've even heard of a conspiracy theory. Yeah. You know, even William Cooper, man, that was a big. You know, big one. Of Absolutely. His. Uh, the second would be the Illuminati slash Freemason because that's the classic. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't beat the classics, you know. And uh, the Reptilians, man, about one hundred percent, dude. That is my all-time favorite. Just, yeah. I mean, you know, we're ever talking like their songs or something, you know. But the, the Reptilians, brother. I the first time I even heard that, I, I laughed. And then I started. I think everybody it. does. Yeah, yeah. But but the way I'll give David Ike credit, you know, because I do think it's complete horseshit. Honestly, I think it's David Ike. You know. Yeah. God bless him, brother. I mean, that's some creative shit, and it was compelling. You know, I'll give him his, I'll give him his props. For whatever reason, I mean, it's one people attach to. It, it is. I, I mean, it, there's just it's so outrageous, and I, I just it's sort I, of like flat Earth. Thank y'all, oh, oh, yeah. Jesus, man. We'll definitely get him that right now. That's definitely for yeah. the next one. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. What about you, Mike? You got three? Yeah. Um, let's see. The first one's gonna be a tie. Uh, obviously. UFOs. Uh, that, yeah, yeah. That would have to tie with uh, D.B. Cooper. Okay. Uh, yeah. Nobody hell, knows what the happened. The hell happened there. there. Yeah, nobody's figured it out. What? Yeah, exactly. And I think the second one would be um, Waco. Okay. For sure. Mm -hmm. And the third one would be 9-11. Right. Okay. Good. That's good. That's a good solid list. That is. <clears throat> those, those are both good ones. For mine... It's a damn. It's a hard one. I'm gonna say JFK for my number one. No, you know what? I'm gonna bump that to number two. My number one is gonna be the Illuminati. Yeah. yeah. But see, so the the thing you sort of have to clarify with Illuminati is I know there's actually not a group that calls itself the Illuminati. Exactly. It's right, a pop right. culture catch term. Right. right. For you know, you can go in so many different directions with it. So I'm going to say that for my number one. Um, 
where am I at? For my number three, let's go back to what we were talking about. Let's go back to MK Ultra. MK Ultra, man, that's a solid oh, list. Yeah. Well, God. And you know, you can tie in MK Ultra with, and this will be probably something down the line with Jonestown with the Manson family. All right. We will definitely get into oh, yeah. stuff a lot deeper, man. Yeah. Um, well, guys, I gotta say. Rev, brother, you did not disappoint, man. We knew this one was going to be off the yeah, hook. Yeah, a sermon God. this morning on this Sunday morning. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I actually got a sermon I could use. That's, That's right. That's right. <laughs> Doc, brother, thank you, man. We appreciate you coming on here. Absolutely. We appreciate you waking us up. Y'all need to get woke out there, goddammit. Now, once again, I've said it before in this podcast, and I just want to end with it. I don't know, Mike. I'm going to speak for you, brother. We, we don't know on this. I mean, we don't know this shit. We don't know... Um, Everything we talked about could be complete and total horseshit, man. Or it could have some truth to it. We don't know. But we encourage, just like the doctor said, we encourage you, look for yourself. Don't just listen to this and be like, y'all, you guys are all full of shit. Right. Look it up. Also, don't listen and say, man, these guys know what the fuck they're talking about. Now, I would say one out of the three does, you know, but the puds over here, we're just, man, we're like, if you want want to come at us. (laughs) even, Even an ounce of truth to anything, it's enough. It's enough, man, to at least, you know, Realize it ties back to what we've said at least twice already, which is that you know, don't swallow everything we're saying. No, no, use this as as a platform to research this shit for yourself. Exactly. And you know, if if you've got an opinion one way or the other about no, this is horse shit, okay, this is true, you know, put it out there. Exactly. Put it out there. We'll talk about it. Well, y'all can yeah, talk yeah, about it. Yeah. I'm find out of it. it. No. <laughs> I'm going to be, you know. You know, find it. You know, yeah. look for it. Look uh, for talk about it. Yeah, I was going to say now, now one thing moving forward, like on our Facebook page, stuff like that. Now, we can definitely discuss and, and go back and forth, but, you know, we're not going to go into a lot of, you know, like bullshit right, right. on there. You know what I'm saying? But, right. uh, you know, like, like we said, man, look for yourself. You know, yeah. don't take what we say. Definitely don't take what the puds say. Right. You, you know, goddamn. Yeah. Now, now you can listen to the doctor, you know, and he can get you in the right direction, man. We're just here for the ride. But, brother, speaking of rides, it's been a hell of a one. Thank you again, brother. Thank you. Well, if you guys got anything to say, man, I'm going to go ahead and start, uh, I guess. Well, we look forward to, to doing it again. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Man. Once again, this is not a one-off, and uh, this, this was fun. This was really fun. Very All much right. looking forward to it. Man, we are, too. Well, Puzz, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And until next week, y'all have a good one. And not only that, David, I understand we're right at the end of our program. No, we have got to go. This has been a great event. There's some people out there that hate us today.